face. Run through the brain and cut it with paper chase. Ace, we get boots laced and we wanna get the face. Nigga they scared to hustle. It's been seven days, the same clothes. Ask them originals, cause they know. All step, they know the very Step away from the mic, they too cold. Hold my cracks in your nose. Say my name, say my name. Sir, bro, I stake my claim. I independently mean down. Yo, yo, yo. I, I guess GM, GN, whatever the heck it is, wherever the heck you are. Welcome back. We are keeping the ball rolling with this. I'm about to go ahead and tweet it out also. Still have not given it a tweet yet. Yeah, man. We are back for another late night space because why not? We are one way or another manifesting this bull market into existence doesn't need our help but we're going to go ahead and give it that push we're going to give it the edge we're going to be the edge that it needs and we're here again so 80s welcome back my man how are you doing i'm alive baby i'm loving life love to hear it man love to hear that you're living i i would hate to hear the whatever the word for the otherwise is, but you know, man, I've had a great night, had a great dinner with the wife. The vibes are right, man. I'm loving, I'm loving everything right now in the space. Um, uh, the, the space is just bringing so much energy right now, and and we're here, we're live late night, so uh, it, it's a perfect combination, brother. Hey, I, I love it, man. I'm sorry, I'm distracted right now. I'm sending out a tweet getting this out here right now so you know hey how does the wife feel whenever you hop in on these spaces you know she loves the wonky stonks man she's been supportive since day one like i i have my time with her we do dinner um she's winding down right now getting ready for bed so um yeah man she supports me 110 percent, and she's always supported you guys too bro i love that love her you know still haven't even met her and i freaking love her um let's see crayola welcome welcome up man how are you doing it's getting pretty late over in your part of the world yeah man i'm i'm asleep while driving right now Nah, just uh i just got off work um headed headed back to the house um i actually took off the rest of the week because i gotta go in for my grandma's funeral um i got i got called to to live the eulogy so it's a tall order um but I feel like God's already prepared me. Uh, I wrote I wrote it like a month ago before I even knew uh, anything was going to happen. Um, I felt called to write it for whatever reason, and obviously it was the the right decision. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just preparing my heart for that. I live it on Thursday. Uh, we have the service and stuff, and um, hopefully that uh, it brings more of my family to 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 Jesus, man. So we'll see. Love that, man. I mean, I, hey, I, I've been in that situation before. It's no fun. I remember um, last year, yeah, about a year ago, whenever I had to do the same thing with my grandma, like super, super tough getting up there. But, you know, like takes a lot of strength to do it. So shout out to you for doing that, man. And, you know, prayers to your family, your way. And glad that you're, you know, able to come on here, though, and, you know, have get a little break from that. And, Feed on a little bit of positive energy, hopefully, to keep rolling into the week. Let's go, man. Yeah, no, no place I'd rather be to, to, to start off the week right, uh, at least for me. And 
I know that I got y'all behind me, so I, you know, I'm I'm in a good spot. Um, we're going to vibe tonight. I'm just happy I could hop on, man, and be here with y'all while we ride this sucker to the freaking moon, man. It's 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 coming. All the all the indicators, everything, you know, all the friendships are, are resetting. You know, all the indicators on the charts are resetting. I'm ready to I'm ready to 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 have that uh that feeling that I had going from 2020 to 2021. When I first got in here, I'm a little bit more experienced. Hopefully, that makes for an even more fun ride, more smart ride, and uh, take profits on the way up. Yo, that, that, that's the way to do it, man. And, you know, hey, like I said at the beginning of this, we are going to manifest this bull market into existence one way or the other. You know, it doesn't need our help, but I see no issue in leading the charge in the process toward it right you know hey we're 19 stonks away from 0.398 for the floor you know we're creeping up on that meme of 0.42069 and you know tonight's space isn't all about the stonks right like you know hey we're we're loving it we're doing that but we're also we're just talking about everything across the marketplace right like one way or the other i like i i'm a huge believer that if you have a project and you're not supporting other ecosystems and other areas of strength, other people that are working their asses off in this space also, you know, like you don't deserve to do well. This is a system and this is a space where, you know, it's not about sitting there spending as much time as you can funding other projects and creating an echo chamber for yourself. It's about expanding your horizons and about broadening whatever that community is, adding diversity, strength, through that so you know hey speaking of that i don't think that we've had mad monkey up here before shout out to the smbs shout out to the soul nft ecosystem mad how are you doing tonight my man oh oh good night good night good evening good morning how's everyone doing come on now you know how they say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that chain spend a little time there carry on with business and make a ton of profit let's go wonks wonky stonks let's fucking Yo, go i didn't know the james 4 13 through 17 like went like that but <laughs> I, I i like the the mad monkey rendition of it. Uh, uh, yo kaleo kaleo you may not know this but you may recall at art basil 2021 you actually told me this first on the dance floor on the brink of a of a night where the the price of bitcoin fell tremendously and there i was employed as an nft specialist at ftx enjoying the time of my life actually before it all fell down yo that's awesome man i freaking love that love that you remember that and hey you know i vaguely remember that conversation i remember a lot of conversations from that night man because if that was the area <laughs> back behind diplo like bro a lot yep. of that kind of blends together that whole that whole thing was a mess, but it was amazing. It was a lot of fun just being around a lot of people that we were all sitting there, you know, enjoying ourselves at this thing. And we're just watching Bitcoin literally tank in front of us. And none of us, I mean, maybe we did care, but none of us, none of us were thinking too much about it, right? Like one way or another, you know, you got to look at the bigger picture. And sometimes the bigger picture is, you know, grinding throughout a bear market. So here we are. We've survived. Love to see that you're here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I mean, the quote hit extra hard in retrospect when I see how 
uh, you know, the, the company that I was in, which I thought was, you know, booming at the time, completely collapsed due to fraud internally. And so just, you know, crazy. Yo, so tell me, were, were you there up until the end or when did you end up taking off from FTX? So, so I, I somehow serendipitously three weeks before the meltdown, I joined Backpack which is which was invested in by FTX and you know people from FTX had that had worked at FTX are working at Backpack like Tristan Iver he did the podcast um so that was co-founded by Armani who who kind of loosely worked with SBF when like he was building out Anchor for the sake of um for the sake of Solana slash Serum at the time but Armani's more of an open source developer so he's not really tied to FTX and so yeah that that's kind of the the, the how I got connected with Backpack. But, you know, I was actually lucky enough to go to Lisbon for the Solana conference. And that was like, it was kind of crazy because, you know, the very last night of the of the conference, there was this party. And that was when things like rumors started to go around about like, oh, like insolvency or whatever. And FTX employees, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but we had no, no like news source other than like what was on Twitter throughout like from from the start of that and so man it was crazy like people were asking me like are funds okay and i'm just like geez man like i i i i'm asking but i don't know like what to tell you you know like i i was asking like you know people were asking on twitter it was it was like the rumor was going around but there was no one no one saying anything but i don't i don't know if this deserves too much attention but uh i was in lisbon and i actually pulled a rager all-nighter that night it was it was pretty pretty wicked Man, hey, well, I'm I'm glad that you're, you know, doing well. I mean, Armani and Tristan are two people that I would love to work with. So, um, and also, you know, backpack from from the looks of it, especially with, you know, hey, Soul has resiliency. It's shown that it has had resiliency so far. Um, you know, I, I think if you're able to shake off your largest vocal proponent um and still bounce back from it and still have a thriving ecosystem within it it's pretty damn impressive so you know backpack i think has a ton of potential when you look at where i believe nfts are headed down the road so i'm just curious man what is your role within backpack yeah so i got brought in like in part because i make meme videos that like have gone pretty pretty hard within the solana community uh but also because I was just running numerous operations like NFT marketplace and like emails at FTX. And so it was just like general operations role. But um, now what I find myself doing a lot is actually helping out a lot on the product side, which has been super interesting because Backpack really is trying to sort of, I almost see it like, and, and this is like, not like Armani or what Tristan would say, but I almost see it like, like it's bringing what, facebook brought to the internet to the blockchain which is not at all like completely translatable but you can or like directly translatable but you can sort of imagine how like at this moment people are kind of blind to each other like wallet to wallet when people interact and the way that they interact with their assets on the blockchain is very like i don't know how to describe it just like simple and 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 windows 95 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess in, in a way, like, backpack, like, like some of the features that are being rolled out, like, holders chats for anyone who holds, like, a certain NFT within a collection and, you know, building out hubs for the NFTs within the wallet, 
like really bringing people to you know the place where all their assets are i think i think there's a lot of promise and we've seen tons of developer interest because it's a whole new avenue and in a way like developing for like backpack or creating an application within backpack prepares one for a mobile application or like a world where there's like the, the the Solana phone is is you know prevalent or things like that. But overall, I I, I mainly just make memes. I think that is ninety nine percent of crypto slash NFT Twitter's dream job. Um, so shout out to you if you have the skills to freaking do it full time. That is badass, man. Love to hear it. Um, Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Okay, so I want to kick it over to Rooster this evening, uh, the resident zombie panda on stage. How are you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing well, sir. How's uh, how you doing? How's everyone up here? Hey, I can't complain. I am doing well. You know, finding a way to keep this energy going. You know, like I said, bro, like when I commit to something, I am going to freaking see it through. So I don't know how many days it's been now. They all kind of blend together, but we're keeping these spaces rolling. You know, I mean, one, like I'm here for manifesting the entire NFT market into something, which I need to pin that thread from earlier because big believer in that. I'm a big believer in looking at data to support a trend and not just go off the gut feeling, right? I think there's a lot of data that supports that NFTs really are back. And, you know, regardless of the decent, of the little runs that we've seen across some of these strong collections recently, it still is a blip in the radar as far as what I think the potential of where we're heading, even in this little mini, uh, mini bear market rally uh, could see. So, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to manifest something, something great here. And, you know, hey, stocks stocks are going to send past that 0.42 area, man. Like, we're going to send it to the all-time high one way or the other. Again, like, we will manifest it into existence. I'm here for it, and I will continue to show up until it happens. Let's go. Uh, you take my energy, and I'm manifesting with you guys. <laughs> love it, man. Love it. Neb, you've got your hand up. Welcome back to the resident upside-down little pudgy. How's it going? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I am uh, still enjoying the ceiling. Uh, it's a it's a good time up here. You should uh, you should join me. Um. Yeah. Um. Vivin, what's going on, anybody? Everybody. Uh. And also, what is the uh? What is the wonky stunk all time high sale? Uh. You know. Speaking of that, literally directly beneath you. From my vantage point on the stage, I know that yours probably isn't the same, but I'm looking at you. It's King D-Gen underneath you. I, I forget, was it 6.9 ETH, Rooster? 6.9, yeah. I think 6.942 ETH nice. was the all-time high wonky stonk stale a couple weeks ago. Um, and then we also had a 4.2069 sale. We had like you know a few other three, four ETH sales on top of that as well. All the past couple of weeks, so you know there've been a. It's been heating up around the rares recently. 
Wow, congratulations on that. That's incredible. And I love the meme numbers too. Like, <laughs> that just makes it all the better. <laughs> There's something about meme numbers. I never realized how well they do at marketing. But like, I think sometimes there's just something about an NFT DGen. Whenever you see a meme number, you're like, okay, it's meant to be. It's destiny. <laughs> Yo, Kaleo, when you when you gonna start having fibs set for floor prices, bro? I mean, I like I I, I don't give a shit about fibs. I mean, you know, fib your fib. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I once you know, hey, baby, that's the like, last one. Like Crayola, Crayola. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen me like I'm the most simple, basic ass charting person in the world? Like I, you know, I just share whatever. Have you ever seen me share one single chart ever for anything with a fib? Zero. So then why would you think that all of a sudden I'd start doing it for NFTs when all this charting software that's out there for NFTs is extremely rudimentary and doesn't even have that available? Yeah. No, so, dude, I was, I was talking about. I was talking about the meme floors, though. People start putting their putting their wonkies at the one six, one eight, that sort of thing. Bro, I mean, hey, if somebody's out there doing that, they're on a whole nother playing field <laughs> than what I'm on. And like, you know, good for them. They might have some type of alpha with that. I'm not going to say it's not going to work, but you know, hey, no, you know, no, like, it I'll, is beyond I'll, I'll, my level with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you get what I'm saying though. I'm not talking about them like put like charting them i'm talking about like they if they put their if they put their wonky on open and the price that they put it for is like a one one six one eight ETH. does that make sense um bro i mean maybe like i <laughs> okay. I, I mean if it makes sense to you it makes sense to somebody else so that's all that matters <laughs> Yeah, right. invite uh, <laughs> in, in 80s to a uh, co-host. We got a, uh, we got another request. <laughs> hey, if y'all need me to hop down, I'll hop down. I'll, I'll listen to y'all. But uh, I hope y'all have a good night, man. Love you, brother. <laughs> I'll go, man. Take it easy. <laughs> Rooster, I see the request man. now. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what, Evan? We'll we'll give it a chance for just a second. Why not? Hey, Matt, thanks for coming up here, bro. Really enjoyed having you. You know what? This is a late night DJ in space, so fuck it. Sorry for the language. Um, so I, I like, I, I I'm gonna regret doing this already, but I don't even know what's gonna happen with it. But we're all for the memes up here, and you know what? Honestly, the more that I like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit salty though because sharing all the feet pics, like shit that I had on that one thread, got my account pinned as a not safe for work account. Um, so that is actually what shadow banned me on the search side of it. And from what I've been told, like I deleted that thread because I thought that maybe that would get me back into you know the good graces of Twitter. But from what I'm told, search bans basically just last about a week and then they go away. So. Yeah, I'm just kind of in a timeout zone, but I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'll get extended for being in a common stage with the Feet Fix crew. But it also kind of doubles down where I'm like, fuck it, I kind of want to see the meme keep running. Um, <laughs> it's like the shadow ban is the utility, right? <laughs> yeah, the shadow ban is the utility. When they're talking about zero, they're talking about you're going to have zero followers <laughs> left by the time you're done talking about them. Um. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, if it somehow we're here one way or the other. Um, <laughs> Richard, yeah, like, I, I know you're probably a little bit starstruck right now being the, the biggest feet simp on this stage. Do you have anything to ask the feet dev? Are you asking uh, me? No, we don't have Bog on here yet, uh, man, with the uh, fucking... <laughs> Bro, I'm surprised man. Bog hasn't sprinted to the yeah, stage I just, yet. Yeah, I just told him in the Abba Show chat that we got the feet <laughs> the, the <laughs> popped up on stage. So what's funny, too, is because well, you know, they're right below my PFP as well, so it looks like my panda got the feet on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. I've got no idea what's happening right now, but I, I, I do not apologize for anything to anybody that's in the crowd. It is what it is. You got to deal with it. Um, you know, like if your project isn't strong enough to freaking, you know, absorb the liquidity crunch that FeetPix is providing across the market, then your project is honestly probably pure shit anyway. So, like, you know, just deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, it's kind of funny too, actually, because like you're talking about how like, you know, you're seeing this like kind of NFT bull run and like, it's crazy, but like my project got like five mints today and like, that's the most I've ever gotten, like even through the bull run and everything. So it's like, let's fucking go. NFTs are like on the rise. (laughs) They're back, baby. They're back. That's like one way or the other, (laughs) you know, it is like they're back. It's as simple as that. I really need to find that thread, and then I need to pin it up here too. Where, what, 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 what did I say on there? NFT. Oh yeah, I said something about like the word fuse. So I'm gonna put that up there because if you are in the audience and you have not had the chance to read that yet, you need to. It is a like I, you know, I'm a little bit biased here, but I think it's a badass thread. I think that it has a lot of valuable information whenever you're having this conversation with somebody about the potential for not just where we are but where we're heading um again one of the things that i think can't be understated enough is just the total record for the monthly volume and i know it's different when you're comparing a fungible versus non-fungible futures markets versus you know just pure spot but still looking at it the record for the total monthly volume for nfts Five billion dollars. That's it. Volume, right? Five billion dollars. The total average daily volume across centralized exchanges for the crypto market, even in the heart of the bear market, has been twenty-five billion dollars daily. You know, up to seventy-five billion dollars in the bull. So you look at that, right? You look at that those averages. That's daily versus monthly, right? If NFTs at any point can just achieve 5x for the monthly, what the rest of the crypto market does on the daily, imagine, you know, like what the mania looks like for what we have right now. So, you know, we're seeing right now, like, I think the total market, you know, the total monthly volume for January is on pace for somewhere around 800 million, 850, maybe 900, depending on how things go to close out the month. But I mean, dude, realistically, that's nothing. And hey, we've been trending up since October. That's another thing. October, it was a little over 400 million. So slowly but surely, it is picking up off the base. And if you look at the jumps, pre like, all it takes 
It happens fast. Whenever volume comes, volume comes fast. So now's the time to stack high conviction plays and be patient. Okay, we got Secret of Rex City. Welcome up here. How's it going? Thank you very much, Mr. Kaleo. Um, just about what you just said, is is the network really really ready to, to scale that? Like um if it really if it really starts to go mainstream, is it is it ready to, to scale like that? Or does it no, have to hey, move to poly know, polygon or I'm just gonna say this, talking about ultrasound money, like the ultrasound money maximalists are gonna be having a heyday. <laughs> whatever the marketplace is doing those type of numbers. So, because that bird is going to be insane. Gas fees are going to be insane, but, you know, people are going to say F it and push forward anyway. That's why ETH is going to be for, like, you know, real fine art collectors uh, with money who aren't going to be, like, you know, flipping for pennies on the dollar, like, uh you know, can happen with super low gas fees, right? You, people are going to be collecting the wonky stonks. And that actually brings me, I did have a question for the feed picks. Uh, when wonky stonks? That's uh, that's my question. Wonky stonk got feed picks. When feed picks get wonky <laughs> Let's stonk. go. Bro, how did, okay, I'm removing them from the stage if they give another thumbs down toward that. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> Fuck them. Set them to Thank zero. You. That's what they want. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will. I will be dumping. I will be dumping uh, below floor, way below floor. So if anyone wants to get, that's what they want. Um, like that's actually their initiative. If you go to their page, so but no, man. I mean, hey, rooster. You know my rotation play. I've got those nineteen feet picks, and I will dump them if they ever get anywhere close to the wonky floor to depend to defend that peg. But I'm telling you, bro. Like I'm looking at it. Again, what project that's out there right now, there aren't many. Like, the Pandas are one that I can think of, but there really aren't many projects that had that type of rip that the Wonkies did earlier this month that have sustained as well as the Stonks have. So, you know, it's a lot more encouraging. A lot of people give it credit for, man. I mean, it's just slowly but surely grinding up. And, you know, slowly but surely, the meme of owning the JPEG of a Stonk being more desirable than owning any Stonk out there itself will meme itself into existence. You know, we're coming for Berkshire, baby. Sotheby's all day, baby. And we manifested that shit, uh, you know, over a year ago. We set it in the universe. We put that intention out there, and it's coming to fruition, man. I love to see it. And I'm feeling formal right now with the wonkies. Hey, I like He's a bot! I like the Kaleo energy, man. Keep that shit 100 like that. I, I love that shit. Hey, Johnny. Get you a wonky and put the fib on it. You will see. It is a great idea you had, and I did it, and it looks really nice. Yo, I won't even lie. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I won't even lie, secret. Whenever we were doing the art for the wonkies and we were looking at the different indicators, I even vetoed the fibs. I hated how they looked on them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's my feeling. You know, nothing nothing else against the fibs. If you're a fibber, be a fibber. I don't give a shit. I'm, a, um, I'm so salty about that nine trade earlier. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that shit was like a grail, uh, grail of the nine trade. Which one? Um, it was a Miami Vice gradient, bro. Uh, yeah, it was so far. Wait, so was that fucking... the point five ETH one that sold? Yeah. No, it was floored, no, bro. What? It was point three three, bro. It was floored. I thought it was Wait, four, I thought it was, nah, four it was, eight. It was something. floored. It was there for like. Four no. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was, because I was, I was pissed off too. I was trying to sell these honks, bro, and like these people, they were undercut <laughs> battling me, right? So I was like, but I was kept having to like redo transactions, um, trying to get rid of these honks, and uh, <laughs> I fucking missed the nine trade thing. You telling me you're not holding honks to the moon? No, no. Bro, there's not. Here's my deal. I honks aren't. I'm sorry. No, I'm honks, saying this. I'm going to offend a lot of people done. that I know. Honks, I just like. I don't see them doing too much. I mean, I I don't know, bro. There's no. They got like there are enough other birds that need love. Yeah, these Dijon projects got 24 hours to meme and catch on by some big people on Twitter. And if they don't, they're dead. That's pretty much it. Like you, that's well, the window. Yeah, you got twenty four okay. hours, <laughs> and if you don't achieve that status, you're done. And that's <laughs> the other thing that I'll say toward that with Honk is that I am bearish on just about any project that, like, you know, hypes themselves up with hidden art and then does a reveal after X amount of days. Like, I am so. I've always, you know, my opinion though. I've always been bearish on that shit because it's just like this volume driver that I don't really see the purpose in. People talk about, oh, well, it's to give everybody a fair chance on rarities whenever shit's revealed. Dude, that's BS. It's for people to, it's for the project to be able to drive volume during this limited window period that they can claim some type of royalties from that. And it just shows me that they're not in it for the longer term. And, you know, like, I'll, I'll get people that at me and, you know, that have this massive bag of honk that say otherwise. But, you know, I'm not I'm not soloing out honk there, here. There are a lot of other things that are in that same boat, right? Like, they're far from the first. We'll be far from the last to do it. Yeah, the, the whole reveal period is just, like, feeding into the gambling tendencies of people, right? Yeah, people, and I mean, it does work out on occasions, right? People sell one of ones without knowing, and like some other people, you know, pick up one of ones for like, you know, grails. But it's essentially just gambling at that point. Uh, I thought that meta was over with by now. That reveal shit. I mean, well, do was... you remember the creature toads? Because creature toads came out. They minted like a day after the stonks did, and dude, the stonks still have not surpassed the creature toads volume. And the Creature Toads volume all happened in basically the three or four days before they revealed. Like, all of it. And we still haven't caught up to it, but you look at the Creature Toads, I think they're at 0.0001 ETH floor. So, I, I mean, it's just... Like, I don't know. You can go down through the list. Even well, they I'm mentioned one day after the stonks. I mean, what do you think would happen? I'm just saying there were a lot of different projects that were like that, bro. A lot of projects that I could look at the graveyard that minted right in that same period. They're, the majority of the projects are in the graveyard rather than having any signs of life. The majority of projects what about from that entire year. What do you, what do you mean? There's like well, five, that, five projects, uh, you know. And all the time and energy and, and, and everything that everybody lost grinding for fucking whitelists. Like, that was the most atrocious part to me of 2022. Just selling yourself out there like a cheap whore for a whitelist, man. For a project that you knew was going to go to fucking zero immediately. <laughs> that was Papa Volt's fault. Volt uh, started the whitelist meta, unfortunately. Like, it, it, you know, he, he did it nice with, like, good intentions and worked well, large distribution. And then 
everyone else like took it, twisted it, created fake hype, and you know ran with it. How did the uh, wonky stonks handle like the reveal and stuff like that? What did you guys do? instant reveal? Stealth, so, yeah, right. Oh yeah. Well, okay. A couple things. It was a stealth launch too, right? Like I did zero tweets about the stonks before they they were launched. Um, it was during a space that was celebrating the Bitcoin all-time high is actually when we launched it. As Bitcoin and ETH were breaking all-time highs is uh, when we when we launched the Mint. And it was just like a lot of people in that space heard about it. Then I tweeted it out and whoever was paying attention had the chance to Mint. But it actually had like an 82% unique distribution. Because the way that we did it to ensure a high level of distribution, it was a free Mint, one per wallet. But people could mint up to 12 and everything past that was 0.07 ETH. So it ended up averaging like 0.012 ETH was the average mint cost. Um, and, you know, but the, the main reason why there was any cost past that first one was because our, like, our whole aim was to just maximize unique ownership and distribution across as many wallets as possible. So if you just say, hey, everything is free, guess what? Well, everybody's going to go out and just max mint whatever they can. You could do one per wallet and one per wallet. I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. It, like, it kind of limits, I think, the ability for people to be able to collect more if they want to. So, yeah, you know, like that's kind of the way that we did it and slowly but surely ended up working out. But, you know, there's no hype, no anything else going into it. It was just a like as as everything came out they were revealed and dude the funniest thing is even when you release a free project that's a stealth launch like that and there are no promises going into it there were still so many people pissed about different things that happened throughout the course of the mint they were even though the mint went incredibly smoothly you know i, I remember we got a lot of flack because like the ledger account minted the first that the only ones that were i i would say quote unquote pre-minted and it was all completely randomized um but you know like the first 56 were all two ledge art like and then past that everything else was just open to the public and there were a lot of people that were like oh well because you have the original first 56 that's kind of bs that you took those and whatever but i mean the point of those is to eventually you know give them back to the public reward others you know, like, so there, there's a longer term, but, you know, heck, you see other projects, like, you know, the fucking feet picks, fuck them again, like, you know, but they, <laughs> they minted themselves a thousand feet picks, and, you know, they're just handing those out like candy left and right out of their, like, they minted themselves a thousand from the Freeman, and hey, I mean, it's a Freeman, they can do whatever the heck they want, but I'm just saying, whenever people would get salty about the fact that there were 56 that we set to the side <laughs> like i'm like bro other than that like the hundreds that i have bought over the years mr e i have all bought myself off the floor after the mint i only minted one for myself with the free mint other than that every other stonk that i've ever collected i have purchased off the floor from other people Hey, that's really cool to hear how you guys have done that. And, uh, you know, like, congratulations on everything you've done. And uh, it's cool that you've kind of, like, bought your own, you know, supported your own project. Um, that's kind of like what I did. My PFP is also, like, my project that I minted. I was testing the minting dApp on the website. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy one and, like, bought it, you know, and minted it. And it was like, cool, let's make it, like, my... 
PFP. And yeah, so that's it's kind of like, you know, supporting yourself. And uh, yeah, it's cool that you guys like launched at the height of the bull. Um, that's also when I launched, right? So it's like, it's funny how you pay so much money to launch the contract at that time versus what it would cost now. But it's like, it is, it's kind of cool, like that you have that on record. Like, it's like, I can point to my contract or you guys can point to yours and say, look, there it is. Like, you know, whatever the height, the height, uh, you know, of ETH was like, I think it was like 4,000, some of that, if I remember correctly, but like, um, yeah. And then like, like you guys, like you guys minted 50 at first, I, I minted like 25 at first and, and also do an instant reveal. So it's really cool seeing how different projects handle things. Right. Cause like, there's so many decisions when you're, when you're making a project and it's like, what do I do? Like, which blockchain do I choose? Do I choose like Ethereum or Solana or this and that? Right. And then it's like, do I do free mint, paid mint, or, uh, you know, do I mint some for the team? What do people think of that? And then it's like, you know, do you do instant reveal? Do you do this and that? Like there's so many strategies and it sounds like you guys did a, like, yeah, we, we both did something very similar and like you guys, had an incredible success like what 0.125 was like the average price and now it's like 0.3 or something like that. 0.0125. Oh shit congratulations wow that's incredible so like let's fucking go bullish on you guys and you know what? I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick one up one of these days like once I get a little cash coming in here it's gonna be it's gonna be wonky stonks all the way to the fucking moon. <laughs> love it baby i you know i'm looking what happened to that a kid called beast one because i'm pretty sure that was a um and i know it's is that what it's called a kid called beast or something yeah it sounds kind of like what happened with that one i like i i i you know it's weird i went to all these spaces with it but nobody like directly talked okay. about what happens but what it sounded like happened was that they were able to successfully mint like most of the project, but then there was some that I think it was people that grinded for whitelist couldn't mint or something, and so they had to stop the project, the the mint. Right, but I'm not sure entirely. All I'm saying is with that one, like that's another one that I think is just an overhyped, probably piece of you know. Hey, nothing else. I mean, there may be some, be some good. I don't want to talk too shit, too much shit about it, but you know, looking at the volume, looking at everything else that's done, it's all pre-reveal. I just think it's such low. Bro, if you've got a project that hasn't revealed yet and it's about to reveal, you got a better chance of getting more profit by just dumping before that reveal. It's just like an FYI. I'm telling you, man, the majority of these hide for X amount of time all end up dumping and just draining down as soon as the reveal happens. It's just like I, I hate that meta, man. I always have, always will. Like I will not touch projects and do that type of stuff unless, like, hey, I'll be the guy on that type of thing. I will gladly buy the bag down the road after they've successfully proven themselves for that meta, right? Like you know, if they've proven that they can, you know, keep something rolling after the fact, there keep the strength, the momentum going all for it but i am not about like holding on for that gamble of man am i gonna get that one of one yeah i totally agree with that man and it feels like uh like i swear you can like see those from a mile away now because they seem to come out of nowhere instantly and then somehow they like have just as many followers as the board ape yacht club even though like you know bake is like legendary it's like okay this project really because like I, i i was even trying to warn people in a space about this thing called like PXN ghost division or something like that. And I was like, guys, 
Like everyone was like, we're going to mint this. We're going to make so much money. And I was like, think about this. Like, look, they just appeared last month. They already have like, I don't know, 400,000 followers. I'm like, I've never heard of them. And I'm on here every single day. Right. Like, and it just, it was sketchy. And just like you're talking about it, it, it skyrocketed right before the reveal. And then now it's like crashed hardcore. I think it was a three ETH mint and now it's like point something. And yeah, so yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You got to look out for those ones that are all hype. Like, do they have lasting communities? Like I come into this community and like you guys actually seem like you're vibing, you're having a good time, right? It's not just like, what's the floor price? You know, let's let's raid tweets and shit, right? Like I, I hate when I see that shit, but you guys are just vibes, like, and I love that. I think that's like a testament too to this project. And if you, there was ever like a, a case study done, you know, Stealth Launch, Freeman, um, born into this space with no roadmap and just bringing a community from all over the world together. And going through the ups and downs over the past year and some change and still having the community be tested by the by the space and, and to garner that resilience that we've all built up together with the mindset of sharing a vibe, sharing just this energy that we have together for awesome generative art that's never been done before about charts. Like, what the hell? That's a beautiful idea to bring into this ecosystem, but to build an organic community around that brother, that, that that's just mind blowing. And here we are still with that resilience shining like a bright light in the space. Bro, speaking about no roadmap, we, the, I mean, Khalil dropped the stonks when roadmap was the meta and speaking right, about, right, speaking right. about reveal, bro, pre-reveal and shit back then motherfuckers would do roadmap reveals like after yeah. two weeks of like holding their was dropping a project right and then they'd do the art reveal a week later and then two weeks after that they'd have this roadmap reveal then like a month after that they'd have some announcement pushing you know trying to hype up the reason for why they're pushing back the first milestone on their roadmap um, <laughs> Devs are working harder than ever. Later, you're still waiting there, and you're like, okay, so I just uh, got off a bullish phone call. Yeah, <laughs> six months later, something comes out about Logan Paul being, you know, cracked out on for not doing anything with his project. So all of a sudden, they tweet out, "Hey, well, uh, you know, been a, been a minute. How's everything going? You know, the roadmap we're working on it hard." Like, you know, that's the average progression of that era of NFTs, so. Yo, you guys just absolutely fucking nailed that whole thing. Like, I'm over here dying. Like, I can't believe but, that every fucking comment was perfect. Like, but the problem the problem is people that will, um, that do this, they will not, like, go go mint again, you know? And that's, um, I don't know how to explain it well in, in English, but it's uh, it's not so good, this, this what, what you just described, uh, the last piece. Well, I mean, hey, you know, what I what I call it is the cream raises to the top one way or the other. So <laughs> weed out the weak from that stuff. They're like, you know, they're they're not going to make it one way or the other. If that's if somebody gives up from just one bad experience, they they don't have the degen mentality necessary to be able to survive in this space. 
So I think it's a mixed bag, man. I think that they're, you know, like you're, you're, you're right. I mean, it's a net negative for the space, but overall, you know, it, it doesn't kill the space at all. It still is something where people talk about it, it may suck out some liquidity, but you know, it's not it, it will, a, it will, it's not a death nail. It will not kill the space, but it it will break certain individuals that might have, you know, might have been like just happy doing it, you know, and 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 sharing and all this stuff. But hey, good luck to them. So I mean, like, I feel like if you're minting yeah. and, and whatnot, like, you know, in the first place, you should, I mean, yeah, if you have the degen degen mentality, you might not listen to this, but like. Yeah, like just don't play with money you can't afford to lose, right? Like you know, only only use money that like if you if you put it out there, assume it's gone, right? Like I I when I buy NFTs, I mostly buy to support artists or communities, really, because I'm kind of bullish on the community itself. I don't really buy because I'm like this is gonna skyrocket, right? And um, yeah, and then I think another thing is then if you do play with money that you can afford to lose, I think another cool strategy from a you know. Peter Thiel that I read was just like, he tries to invest in a lot of different things. Right. So that if one pops off and it's like, Hey, cool. Right. So I just try to like support a few projects here and there, right. Random different projects. And I don't expect anything to pop off because mostly I just enjoy the, the people who made them and the communities. But if they do, it's like shit. Right. I bought an extra one just in case. So I could sell that and keep the yeah, other bro, one. Right? You, so, you you know, know, the here, here's my, like a hundred percent. Like, that's my thing is don't be investing with money that like can go you're not okay with going to zero right like this this should not be your like only source of income where you're like <laughs> you know having to sell a quarter of your nft bags <laughs> to fucking pay the rent like right. wh what are you buying them for are you investing are you gambling or you know are you buying into art or the community like it it goes back to intentions intentions that's what it is quickly, real quick i'm just gonna say i i I see where you're coming from, but bro, I actually disagree. Like, I, I, I think it's kind of pointless just throwing a million darts, hoping that one is going to hit. Right? Like, you gotta, you gotta have some type of baked-in strategy with that. And I think that, like, focusing on higher conviction plays is typically, and you got to make sure you like check your bias in that process. But bro, like I, I forget who it was. One of those CNBC guys that talked, like he shared his crypto portfolio and it was like a hundred different shit coins. I'm like 90, 98 of these are going to zero. Right. Like, and his whole thesis was exactly what you're talking about. And if you look back at the track record for that, I guarantee you 98 of those went to zero. Right. And you know, so it's about like taking those high conviction plays, having, you know, having patience with them. And I think that like, you know, like you can look at some of the different people in the pudgy penguins community, right? There are some pudgies that are just, you know, they were diehard pudgy penguins holders and they focus on that and they didn't take them, you know, going to a hundred other different mints because most likely the other hundred mints they went to probably all went to zero. It was their high conviction play that ended up doing well. And the other shit that they dumped money into probably was just a money suck that could have gone back into the pudgies. So, you know, not to say not to not invest in other ecosystems. I just think it's one of those things where, you know, like, you got to be careful. Don't just, like, uh, mid 
blindly with some of this stuff. And Stop subtweeting like, the Abbey show, bro. Reason. Like, we're in the space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Abasha! <laughs> bro, the freaking... Hey, here's the thing I'll say toward that. You know, there there will be like a two or three week period where that freaking kills it, um, like out of the entire year. So looking forward to that. Um, Nev, you got your hand up. Hey, yeah. Um, just in that same vein of like other communities and stuff, like it's good. And you guys are giving like all good advice. And I feel like y'all are the people that should be listened to in terms of buying blue chips and and stacking blue chips and 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 keeping your money in safe money um and joining good communities with good vibes and everything and and doing something productive but also y'all haven't lived if you haven't minted something that has immediately gone to zero like like that is <laughs> right. that is part of the crypto experience that I feel like every degenerate needs to have at one point in their lives. Oh, like, you get your stripes, stripes man. I am so so my favorite NFT in my wallet. Well, it's not it's not my favorite. Um, it's the first mint I ever participated in. It was for a project called Shitty Investments. Okay. They minted literal pictures of literal cartoon turds with various different traits and attributes, and I thought that was hilarious. And there, there was no way that it was going anywhere other than zero. It deserved zero. It is at zero. But is it leaving my wallet? No. Because that was a hilarious experience, something that made me laugh really, really hard. And also, see, Brian minted a one of one one time, and that pro that project immediately sprinted to zero as fast <laughs> as it could. I used exactly. up all my luck in the NFT space on a fucking shit peg. See, but are you talking about blockchain bikers, Rooster? Whoa, no, wait. I'm not blockchain bikers. Oh. Fucking motherfucking quadruple derivative. Oh, the <laughs> BTC X I don't even want it. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking remember that. <laughs> hey, Neb, the last bull market that took profits in UST, so I know exactly how you feel. Oh, I'm going to smoke one for all y'all. <laughs> hey, um, I, I brought up a Red Rabbit. Um. He's a pretty cool uh, guy to, to get an opinion from. Rabbit, man, welcome to the stage, brother. Uh, how you doing tonight, man? Good, good, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me up, 80s. Uh, Kaleo Rooster, appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, one of you guys were talking just now about Peter Thiel, right? Um, I'm trying to follow what he's buying. I mean, that's Palantir Technologies. He's got, you know, AI God mode. So, um, you know, what is he buying? Um, yeah, what, a, what an interesting journey we've been on. Um, you know, we went from, uh, we went from, you know, the, the, what is the utility to degen real fast, didn't we? Right. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. The adventure, the, uh, NFT apocalypse and people thinking it's game over, not even realizing what is about to be here, just like what happened in the dot-com boom and bubble, um, the collapse and, you know, people saying, oh, you know, uh, why should I use the internet when I can send a letter in the mail? Um, but people don't realize the future of what's coming with digital assets. Um, 
it has a lot to do with our digital identity. And I think that um, we're getting ready to start to see the, the real manifestation of what all of the speculative market was about, all the builders that have been creating stuff. We're getting ready to start seeing it. And it certainly isn't the 400th monkey JPEG project, but it's, uh, it's getting ready to do some amazing things. I, I personally think, um, but yeah, Hey, thanks for having me up. Great conversation. NFTs are back. And, you know, it's, it's funny because we call them NFTs, but the real experience I believe is the digital assets, um, people's digital personification of themselves, right? You know, the, the same girl who maybe cried herself to sleep tonight, she's cheersing champagne on a yacht with her girlfriend on Instagram. People's digital personification is something that people are going to care tremendously about. And um, I think that as we see the metaverses, the metaverse applications really start to come to the forefront, um, you know, you're not going to want to wear the same blue shirt and khaki pants in the metaverse, just like you wouldn't want to wear that every single day in IRL. So we're going to start to see uh, gaming assets and uh, yeah, um, avatars, fashion. Fashion's going to be massive. You know, why is Nike printing hundreds of thousands, millions of socks, underwear, hats, and T-shirts in the dead bear of the market, right? Uh, are they idiots or do they know something that maybe we're not they, paying they, attention to? They, re they registered a bunch of uh, pat patents, like a whole bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's you know, look, it's exciting. So to me, it's exciting. I'm a futurist. You know, I really believe in what's coming. The, the, the uh, VR and AR applications are getting ready. If you think Facebook changed the world, wait till you guys see what VR and AR is about to do to society, how we interact, and uh, what this entire relationship looks like. Hey, he's 100% correct. I've played so many uh vr games recently with a couple of friends it's gonna change the world but uh don't forget to take the headsets off and also touch some grass every once in a while which is a very good thing to do it's healthy for you balance baby balance. it's all about balance exactly. man. and speaking balance, of balance, you have to have balance. I, uh, all aspects of life i'm man. gonna scoot out of here it's getting quite late for me but thank you for uh keeping me around and thank you for stimulating interesting conversation and stay wonky ladies and germs Yes, sir. I actually put out a, a thread today. Um, don't like to plug my own shit, but uh, uh, it's about dopamine and how we balance um, our time and energy spent in this space. And it, I, I tried mentioning it earlier, but you know we have to set an intention for everything we do in life, and especially the time and energy we put into this space. The space can be very overwhelming, but the space can be so exciting and so fun too. But there's that healthy balance for your mental health and your physical health as well that we need to have that awareness of. Yeah, that's so true. You know, you 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 got to have that balance, like between you know being connected and you know, vibing with everybody on here. And then like, also just kind of like put the phone down, get outside or like, I mean, there's a lot of snow where I am, but like, I still get out and go for like runs when it's cold as fuck. And <laughs> I'm like, why am I out here running? But it's like, at least I put the phone away and just kind of connecting with nature. So yeah, if you can do something like that, get her done. I love that, man. It's about like creating a discipline, right? It, it, we have to, keep ourselves in check sometimes and sometimes we go about the wayside 
getting so excited about the next mint or the next project or getting involved with our community. Sometimes we just fucking forget that there is a whole another life that we have to pay attention to sometimes. So like taking that hour, just unplug, just go for a walk around the block, go breathe in some of that fresh air and life will set us up for a better way forward in the future with this too. So just be mindful of it, man. That's my public service announcement for tonight. <laughs> Every time Kaleo meets his mic, someone else starts talking. <laughs> it's happened like 10 times. Bro, I just kind of unmute sometimes out of habit without even planning on saying anything. Um, just to be honest, you know, sometimes I guess I have it on the ready in case I need to just interject. I think that's uh, – but I, I – you know, and I think sometimes, too, I'm also a little bit ADD, and I see something on my screen, and then I'm like, oh, that's badass. And I get distracted from the conversation. I'm about to interject. I'm like, wait, that's just incredibly rude. I need to refocus on the conversation and reel it back in. So it's probably a mixture of all those things. And also, you know, it is getting a little bit late. But, hey, I mean, we pushed it way later. We're going to keep pushing it later. I don't care one way or the other. You know, we are manifesting the stonks up to that point four two oh six ninety. <laughs> All-time high. It's going to happen, baby. We are manifesting a bull market. The stocks are going to lead the way. I was looking at it. It's actually kind of cool. I didn't even realize this, but, you know, we're 34 on daily volume and only 34 E. So Let's fucking go. <laughs> I didn't even think that we wouldn't because, you know, a few days or like a week ago, 34 E would barely crack the top 100. Um, but I'm telling you, like, that volume is about to pick back up again. Like, there are so many projects that I'm looking at right now that just look bottomed out across the board that are ready for bounces. And, you know, it's just a matter of time before those start bouncing back, um, you know, back to the highs where they were a couple of weeks ago. I mean, heck, the stonks are at the highs they were a couple of weeks ago. Bro, gorgeous but, you mountain know, range on the floor right now. Holy shit. Really gorgeous. Yeah, you know, I think it's possible too that we start to see NFTs outperform crypto, um, and I think that that relevance comes from the future of what's coming in the space. And you know, kind of to go back a little bit to the idea of utility, which we all heard so much about, right? Like, well, our utility is you're going to come to these conferences and learn how to sell timeshare. I mean, it was like so many gimmicks and things in the NFT space. And, and now here we are again, redefining what that utility is. And, and I think that it really comes down to culture and community because that's what is really growing with a, not a, with a, not a lot of uh, new uh, buyers in the market. We're still seeing floor prices increase in particular projects where they really have created a really strong um, relationship with their community. And, you know, I think that is what the utility is. The utility is the culture. You're, you're, you rep, you know, an NFT because you identify with it. This is who I am. This is what I represent. This means something. I'm part of a culture. I'm part of a movement. I think that's a really big part. And, you know, you guys, a, a lot of um, Pudgy Penguins has really been in the spotlight lately. And, um, you know, Luke and Nets, he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. Him and I sit on on a board together for a spooky boys uh, project. And, um, you know, he, I, I think he's a very brilliant mind and his, his main thing is really community building that relationship with the community, 
And that's what builds out a strong brand, you know, and, and I think that's going to be a big piece of what's coming in the future uh, for the for the NFT community and digital assets. Let's go. I love that. I'm glad you guys got a chance to listen to my boy Red Rabbit tonight. Yeah, love having you up here, man. That's also cool that you're, uh, you know, you're on. Like, Luca is a guy that I think has done a lot of solid work. But, you know, the funny thing, too, is about Luca, like, he was grinding for a long time before he got any recognition, right? Like, it's a weird thing where Twitter only seems to give people recognition after price reflects, like, a certain price. Like, it it just, whenever it hits a certain level, all of a sudden people are like, oh, man, you know, look at this hard work. But, you know, the people that are grinding, putting the hard work in before the price is reflected, like, you know, there are a lot of Lucanets out there right now, right? It's just a matter of, you know, continuing to put in that work to get that recognition. And there are going to be a lot of days, a lot of months, you know, hey, maybe even years that you don't get it. But, you know, I believe the people that are continuing to show up and have that vision, have that consistency are, you know, when the time's right, it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, you're so right. And I, I think that, again, you know, one of the main things that communities or even investors should be looking for is that is there is that authenticity there right is there something there is that's organic that's real you know being a part of something is it just a bunch of people there that are there for the next flip you know that are there for the price increase the pump the dump um that's not a relationship projects that are building relationships with their community where people you know, identify with it. You think back to like the era of Mad Men. I, I live here in the United States, you know, and we live, you know, Americana, old Americana. It was the idea. I'm not just going to pump your gas, but I'm going to wash your windows for you. It was the Butler experience. You know, people believed in a brand and, you know, my grandfather owns a Ford. My father owns a Ford. I own a Ford. And that really kind of got washed out you know, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s in the, in the U.S., but uh, the, the American brand used to really mean something. People got behind it because they believed in it, and I think that's where what people are thirsty for right now. They're thirsty for something that's authentic, something that's real, and, they're, and, 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 and brands, IPs that are building something that's real, that's tangible, I think people get behind that. They're, 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 it's, it's almost like being a part of a movement, right? Uh, you, 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 this is my NFT because I relate with these people. I'm a part of this ideology. And I think that's a massive part of building a really strong brand in the digital space right now. It's your badge of honor, right? Red rabbit. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Badge of honor. Hey, Christine, you know, we have had you up on stage. We had you up on stage earlier today. You were rugging. I want to give you another chance to, you know, to give it, to give a shout out, have a word right now. How is it going tonight? Glad to have you up here again. Christine, don't rug me again. You're going to break my heart. <laughs> Not like, again. <laughs> like, you can't go two for two in a day. That's like tough. <laughs> 
At this point, she she's fucking with you. <laughs> I think she is. And, you know, like, hey, I will take it. I can accept silence. It's part of it. I mean, heck, back in the day, one of the things that I remember that a lot of people said, you know, like, I, I, I've led Bible studies, that type of stuff, for a long time. And I remember when I first started leading them, it was super awkward at a certain point when you'd ask a question to the group. And then you had no idea, you know, like, you just sit there. And everybody's silent and you're just sitting there and the silence killed me at the beginning. But at a certain point, you learn to appreciate the silence, right? You just sit there and you learn to like, there's not necessarily a reason for you to push it and backtrack and rephrase the question. Because if there's silence, a lot of the time that means people are thinking. Now you have to be aware though between the difference of have I lost my audience and is it silent because they've completely tuned out or is it silent because, you know, like just nobody is willing to talk right now or are they silent because they're thinking. So like there is a distinction between all of them, but the point being you learn to appreciate the different types of silence and react accordingly. Um, so Christine, I don't know if I gave you enough time to talk or not right now, but Hey, you know, from here on out, you've gotten your call out. Amen. You can break that silence at any time and interrupt. Um, but I know exactly uh, what you mean too, man. When it's like, you know, you're sitting there, there's so much silence and you're like, is someone speaking right now? And if I pipe up, I'm just interrupting them or is it really they're rugging? And there is that game theory involved. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we're going to kick it over to D.O.G. D.O.G., welcome up to the stage. Oh, what's up, guys? Man, I wish up, I wish that uh, Twitter desktop would allow me to join on voice. I don't like having my phone out. Um, I do want to give Bro, a shout-out to Red Rabbit, dude. You have, like, such an interesting perspective on everything. I love hearing you speak, bro. I also got to say I love hey, you. Thanks, man. Oh, thank you. That's Creep Crew. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, one of my projects I'm involved in. These guys are badasses, and uh, we're we're a brand new original startup. Uh, but again, like I said, it goes back to culture and community. Um, you know, asking the questions, talking about the things you know on the edge that nobody wants to talk about. So uh, yeah, I do uh, in the borough every Tuesday and Thursday. Creep Crew NFT. We talk about a lot of interesting stuff. Eighties baby, my man. He knows. I love the vibe that you and 80s uh, have, you know, it's like you guys, you both riff and like, I love that. And also DOG, I love your PFP too, man. Like um, the scammers PFP, if nobody knows what that is, like Baffy made it. Uh, He's like a really talented artist. And I think a bunch of the proceeds go to Zach XBT who looks into like scammers. So it's kind of like in line with that. So yeah, it's a good cause. And uh, really cool art. I think you can still mint them too. So if you want to support Zach, you know, go mint one. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I minted a couple myself just because uh, I was like, you know, I love I love Baffy and I love Zach. So it's like, you and I love the art. You throw it all together. It's really just a good time, right? So um, awesome PFP, by the way. <laughs> Yo, Rooster, I, I did check out the two stocks that you're talking about. First time that they've ever been listed. <laughs> bro, I know Big Knockers is leaving us, bro, after a whole year. 
Oh, hey, he's still got like eight stonks left. Okay, I, I didn't <laughs> yeah, check the wallet, like, but I just noticed it. <laughs> I checked his wallet. He he minted like ten stonks from the get go. So shout out to him, big knockers. For, you know, being a being a true one from day one. Um, but you know, it is funny. I looked at it. I was like, damn, these are two of the best stonks in his entire collection, <laughs> and he's just flooring. Them. Yeah, like, he, zero discretion. Yeah, and you know the other thing too, he doesn't. I don't think he has a community badge. Let me let me see if he does. You know, so he's just been. If that's the case, then he's just been like, yeah, he didn't even mint a community badge. So he's just one of those guys that I guess minted and was you know just hiding <laughs> since day one. But you know, hey, love that we've got some of those people in the community too, right? There's actually a lot of people in the NFT space that are probably not plugged into Twitter at all. Like I have a few neighbors in my neighborhood that I shilled wonkies on and set them up with a MetaMask, and they don't touch social media at all, but they're holding. Bro, back when I was oh, playing shit, Rocket awesome. League last year, uh, my team name was Wonky Stonks NFT, bro. <laughs> I actually got congratulated on my Wonky Stonk. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I got congratulated on uh, my wonky stonk. A friend of mine seen it, and he said, "Oh, that's that's nice. You didn't pick up another bear or or a rabbit or a giraffe." <laughs> that's awesome, man. I love that, man. Hey, you know, I'm looking through my wallet, Rooster. I just realized. I think you might have brought this up before. That like the nitrate Miami Vice that I've got. Just sitting in there, bro. That is whew. so fire. <laughs> so fire. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to see what like if I have any other nine trades that are hiding in here. Uh, I thought you, you had two, but I, I, I thought you had two, but I didn't see another one when I was looking. But did you see uh, the pin post right behind the last one? Uh, that was a nine trade that I sold earlier. Oh yeah, no, 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 I saw that man. But... That that was absolutely free. <laughs> I looked at it like the dude floored it, and it lasted for, you know what, three, four minutes yeah. before somebody ended up stagging it. Yeah, I, yeah, I you know. I was wondering, like, do you guys have like a link or something like that that I can like retweet, or like that everybody in here can retweet, and then like maybe help you guys push that floor up, get that to oh, that bro, floor. Hey, here, here's the deal. We're you know. Like you, you can retweet whatever you want. You can go to the Ledger account. There, there are a lot of different tweets that are on there. I mean, heck, my account has it, but bro, it's not a rush, right? Like when it happens, it happens. And you know, hey, uh, I've talked about this a million times. I enjoy doing all these spaces. I mean, it's a lot of work. Like you know, it may not feel like it or seem like it from the outside, but you know, it's like it is. It's a good amount of work. It takes a lot of energy. But it's something that gives me energy simultaneously, right? Whenever there's a challenge that's been laid out there, whenever the gauntlet is thrown down, I'm not one to sit there and pass on it. Again, you know, like I committed to doing these one way or the other. And for me, so much of the reward is the journey, not the destination. So, like, I'm all about where we are right now. Easelbot, what's going on? Oh, shit. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm sorry I didn't say hi earlier. So I was working and just wanted to punch in right quick. How's everybody doing, man? What's up? Kaleo, 80s Rooster, everybody in here, OGs, the community. Man, I'm having a problem over here, man. I keep pouring this beer and it just, it's, 
the cup just doesn't hold shit. <laughs> know what to do right now. Just gotta keep on pouring, right? What's up, my man Easel? Nice to see you up here. Hey, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, you know I don't. Oh, let me just share. How do I share this uh, tweet? Hold on. My man's getting lit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Bro, I wish I'm getting maybe, lit. Like one of the best moments I think we had. Um, it may have been on the space was when Graphite. I think the New Year's space where Graphite was jamming in his house while talking. That was. Oh man, he was on a rave. Bro. Yeah, that was awesome. That was <laughs> uh, he was lit. Love the dude. <laughs> Man, I love when people bring that energy, you know. And like, I, 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 I freaking love when people play music in spaces. Like, that's something that it just gets me going, you know. And like, they, if they have a good sound system or setup or whatever, it's like it actually sounds pretty decent coming out of the phone. And then you're like, ah, you just vibe with them. And oh yeah. I'm stuck here standing in the rain. You said I don't need you like that. Let's go. I'm feeling it. NFTs are fucking back, baby. Let's go. Dude, this is the energy that I need. This is the vibe. 100%. Gotta pump the fist, guys. Pump the fist. You gotta hear this. Like, Jeebus, like, swept these little waifu things. I bought, like, 60 of them last week for, like, 0.01. I'm up 15x on it. Holy shit, let's fucking go! I made 10 ETH on these things. How many of them are there? 888. I have 61. I just bought 61 of them because the Chubby vs. Alpha group told me to buy them. And I had no idea. Like, there was no volume. And then Jeebus just bought. And then shit just sent. Uh, I just I just took a nap and I'm like, oh, I'm up ten ETH on this. They they even Damn. test the feed picks. I'm buying more stocks, boys. I'm <laughs> buying more stocks. <laughs> well, are you able to sell any of them? That's the um, question. Like, you know, you yeah. on, Are you going to be able to make a trade? Like, what's the game? I'm gonna plan yeah. I'm gonna see what the blur bids and uh, I'm I'm like listing some because I they it literally twenty x. I had no idea. You know what I mean? I, I woke up and I'm like, what? Why? Why is my account up ten ETH? Uh, or unrealized on Blur, but I gotta. I'm I'm like listing them, and I'm gonna try to get rid of them. I'm buying stocks, boys. Where? We're... Yo, congratulations, man! That's fucking awesome. Let's dude. go. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. 
They're probably going to go to zero now because Kaleo kicked them off the stage <laughs> earlier. That's so funny. Yeah, this Dude, doesn't feet, really just... bode well for Kaleo's uh, don't throw <laughs> ton of money at random shit, huh? Oh, no, it's working. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it doesn't – I mean, I, I threw two ETH at, at that fat nuts thing and just got rugged on that. So Yeah, I got uh, rugged on that too. I was up like yeah. 3X on that at one point, but I held too long. I don't know what yep. I was thinking. Feels like <laughs> Vegas, baby. I feel games. like the wonky stocks are for sure. Like wonky stocks are a good play, but then I, I don't know a guy that I know that goes to the gym with this other guy I know said something about something called dog tag NFT. He said you could mint it or something. I don't know. You might want to look into it. Dude, <laughs> all I know is like I see I saw King DJ's tweet and he was like he's ready to buy more wonkies. I'm ready to buy more wonkies. Like. It it's gonna break point four two. It's legitimately free, and when it does, like people have been layering stonks at point four two now, like giving us like it's gonna be the the easiest Bro. momentum trade of all it's, time. It's basically just getting through the Great Wall of David VP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And and after that, like you know, the sky is the freaking limit. Um, so. You know, I mean, hey, like, I, I, I love it for the dude. I, you know, I don't know the, the strategy behind, you know, holding something for a, a little over a year just to floor a hundred of them back at the old highs and think that that's where it's going to stop. But, you know, to each their own, man, good for him. Love him for doing that. Easily could have floored him, like, back in the summer. So, God, I fucking wish he you know, did. Hey, we're going to get past that. And it's it's coming, man. Like I think he's got twenty something stocks left, and not many of them are listed beneath point four. Yeah, there's other people That's too, wild. though. I think there's like a hundred of them, like between here and, and the and the high. But that once that breaks, like no one's gonna be. It's so funny how the the, the psychology is gonna change. No one's gonna be willing to list. And it it's gonna teleport. Well, first to like point six nine because we love the memes, and then, I mean, one and beyond. Yeah, and, and you know, sure. once you once you get to that, like you know, one ETH mental barrier, then you're gonna see, uh, you know, all the other big accounts with the stonks that are gonna, you know, like okay, I can start flexing the stonk now, and then everyone else is gonna be like, oh shit, this is actually fine art. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, no, you're right, dude, Rooster. You know how it is, man. Like people that have punks and apes, like, they don't buy stuff. Like, or you know, they weren't people weren't buying penguins until they like became Lindy enough, and and it was accepted. So it's gonna be the same thing with stocks. Like all of a sudden, it's cool to have one at, at over an ETH, and that's when we go to five ETH. You know, it's just it's not like we're not just throwing numbers out of her ass. Well, and, and then, you know, then at 5 ETH, you, like, actually, you get doors open, like, you know, you have conversations with Sotheby's. <laughs> and, you know, like, there are different barriers for entry for different people. Like, it's just one of those weird things, man. It's just the way that it works. There are different, like, there's levels to this game. I'm selling one of my songs on Sotheby's for, like, 100 plus ETH. Uh, maybe the maybe the one of one god candle, maybe some of the you know nice area gradings, but uh, one or a few of them are going on Sotheby's for a hundred plus ETH. Let me get that. I'm done talking. Look, look. Let me give you guys just a little glimpse. Shout out and... to Q for that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Rabbit. 
No, you're good, man. Look, take a little glimpse into the future with me, right? So here's the deal. Look back in the 90s, right? Dot-com bubble. Everybody's buying domain names. I'm sure ETH domain names has nothing to do with that. But let's just say this. Rising out of the ashes of that collapse of the speculative market was every single major corporation on the planet today. Google, Facebook, everything. Everything that we see now in Web 2 came out of the ashes of that. They were the builders while the speculative market collapsed. Same thing we saw in 2017 with all of the different coins that were coming out. You know, It was insanity. And then we went through the crypto winter. I don't think the NFT winter is going to last as long because um, the application, it's here. It's almost here. Right, we see what Yuga Labs is doing. Azuki, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Artifact is up to something. Um, we have projects like uh, who are the guys behind Fortnite? Epic Game Studios. Epic Game Studios. Sony partnered with them, two hundred and fifty million dollars towards building metaverses. Over a billion and a half dollars raised. We don't even know what they're building. Epic Games is is behind Unreal Engine. Tons of projects that have raised more than $100 million market cap are building all kinds of shit all over the place. We don't even know what that looks like yet. But the future of what's coming is, is the digital personification, digital fashion, and gaming. Ready Player One, guys. Everybody's like, oh, that's so far away. But it's really not. It's really not. It's not that far away. Um, all of these different technology sectors are all coming together for this renaissance this singularity that's about to happen we're all about to be a part of it you guys most people don't even understand what is about to be here the real purpose of what digital assets are it's not jpegs that's not it and we're having fun with that don't get me wrong we're all having a lot of fun with jpegs everybody is right and it's just like gambling. It's fun. It's speculative. Again, community is huge for any project so that it's not just the flippers flipping you after mint. And then, you know, you make that big uh, move in the market. You get on uh, OpenSea, you're trending. And then like seven days later, you go into the abyss of NFTs never to return from again. So you're telling but me the builders aren't just shit coins yeah. with pictures? <laughs> <laughs> My friend, most of them are. But I would suggest to you that the real builders, watch this, okay? Look at all of the blue chips that jumped on board with Yuga Labs when Yuga Labs came out with Other Side. They made a shit ton of money. They had no idea where they were going. No fucking clue. And then Yuga Labs, with a boat driving into the future, offers them a life raft. Look at how many blue chip projects saved themselves by jumping on to Yuga Labs' vision of the future, right? We're talking Cool Cats, World of Women, Toads, uh, Doodles. I mean, fucking everybody, everybody jumped on that because they're like, oh, shit, this, these guys at least kind of know where we're going. 
I'm telling you guys. And then you also see inside of the lower market cap projects, everybody holding hands, locking arms. We're going to swim across the ocean together. We're going to survive the NFT apocalypse together. And, and our community can lean on your community. This is a brilliant move. And when you see projects that are doing that, that are creating these strong relationship collabs inside of the space and are building for the future. Guys, if they don't have a vision for the future, you better really like that JPEG that you just spent a couple thousand dollars on. Because let me tell you, it's probably going to be a small amount of you in that shit three years from now. But projects that are actually building towards the future, digital assets, wearables, avatars, in-game assets, things that you can customize, things that make you part of your personification, how you identify, what you look like, who you are as a person, a brand that represents your ideologies, that's a big move. That's a big move. And so even if a brand isn't specifically moving into the, uh, you know, uh, 3D, um, you know, rigging, animation, metaverse application model, if they're not moving into that, but they have a really, really strong community, ideology, brand, and image, then yeah, they're probably going to make it just like Levi's would make it. Right. But I'm telling you guys that the majority of people who make it in this space are building for the digital revolution that's about to be here. And look at how TikTok blew up during the pandemic. Right. It went viral. Everybody's scrolling. That is the Web 2 version of the social experience and identity. We're all getting ready to dive into the Web 3 version of that. It's not just a two-dimensional scrolling on your screen. It's now an interactive experience. And that is what everybody's getting ready to be addicted to. I'm talking incredibly addicted to. You think of the person, right, that's fat, overweight, glasses, pimples. They're not that cool in school. Bro, quit calling me out. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> that's where I'm going. But you know what I'm saying? These people, everybody, all of us, our new digital identity, our alter ego, this is what people are getting ready to be addicted to. Okay, wherever they're working, flipping burgers, whatever they're doing, all they're going to be thinking about all day long is how do I get back to the real me? The real me in the metaverse that everybody likes. It's Dumbo's feather, right? People with confidence, no matter how you look, no matter what your class or status is, with confidence, you have the opportunity to build relationships everywhere. But people are conflicted by their own perspective of themselves. But what the metaverse is getting ready to do is offer people the opportunity to be whoever the fuck they want. And that is going to be the most addictive thing about what is coming. Like I said earlier, you look at the girl who on Instagram is on a yacht cheersing champagne with her girlfriend. Okay. But she cried herself to sleep in her trailer last night, but you don't see that. And she will never let you see that. What you see is her, the girl cheersing champagne. And that's what everybody is getting ready to be. The reason why I know this is money 
is because people are going to care tremendously more about their digital identity than they do about their IRL identity. Tremendously more. Tremendously. And it's going to be billions and billions of dollar industry as we're talking about wearables, customization, and the opportunity for people to identify through their digital personification of who they are. Ah, that that um that was amazing. And and to add to that, that is a counterpoint. I mean maybe as a counterpoint, right? Um it is a sad truth. You know what I mean? Um one hundred percent. It 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 will make a lot of money to a lot of people, but it is the worst shit that could happen. When you rather be somebody else online than be yourself in real life. You know what I mean? And I, I hope that through whatever I influence in my long journey and, and being part of this as a creator, I hope to shift that in a way that you can be who you are. You can be flipping burgers and still have the confidence to create connections. But what you said is truth, though. You know what I mean? Just because I say I hope to be part of the humanity side of us, it doesn't mean that that's not the way we're heading. That's the way we are. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is already that in a two-dimensional way. It's just not monetized like Web3 could be. You know what I mean? I just hope that we as a community come together to try to keep the human vibes, you know, the real side. Hey, I got to go to work. See you guys later. And not be like, you know what I mean? I'm about to hop on my on my boat. See you guys later, in a way. But I, but what you're saying is true. You know, I'm not, I'm not going against that. Easel, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. Look, I mean, it's exciting everything that we're a part of right now. But does it have some uh, dystopian undertones? You know, very possibly. I mean, look, most physicists on the planet right now believe that we're in something called simulation theory. They believe that based upon everything we're discovering with the Large Hadron Collider and quantum physics and everything that's happening, as we're peeling back the underlayment to what creates the universe that we live in, that it's most likely that we live inside of a simulation. It's like we're at the very beginning of creating the very thing that we're already in ourselves. And this world that we live in, I know that it's sad. I know that it carries hardship, burden, loss, and that sucks. I get it. But isn't the matrix that we're already in pretty goddamn beautiful? Isn't it pretty fucking amazing? And here we are, and I suspect that within less than a decade, that most of society is going to be so addicted to this virtual experience that we're going to take this incredibly beautiful thing that's already a gift to every single one of us the moment that we're born into it, and we're going to forsake it for this machine experience, right? We've all seen Ready Player One, right? And what does that look like when you really think about it, right? Eating, taking a shit. We're going to be hooked up to all kinds of mechanisms, we're going to be living in these contraptions. 
we're not going to be absorbing the beauty of the sun and nature and vitamin but we, D. But we can, though. And, we can. And, and that's, we can. that's the other aspect that a lot of people get into these conversations and go down the dystopian route. If we stay true to pure intentions and if we stay true to having fun and utilizing a lot of what you're saying as a tool rather than a coping mechanism, then, brother, we're going to fucking thrive. And we are at the cusp right now of something amazing that is happening, that renaissance that you were talking about. Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, I, I got to say two things real quick. One, man, like, I, I need to smoke whatever the heck y'all are smoking right now because, damn, <laughs> like, I feel the vibes and, like, the level of depth in the conversation and thought process right now. If you break this down, Red Rabbit, just has me, you know, like it has me on a way deeper level than I was expecting going into this conversation. And I, I am going to kick it over to Brian Avian real quick though, because he's had his hand up for a while. Welcome up to the stage. I know you're supporting that. You're supporting that waifu right now, but we all know you as the ice crown King. Welcome up <laughs> to the stage. True. Hey, well, you recognized me. It was my new profile pic, which is actually incredible. Like speaking about like digital identities, like if like I mean everybody knows you as like your profile pic, so we cannot see like a representation of like digital identities just here on Twitter, even before NFTs, just with profile pics. And I wanted to add like uh, two things. Actually, on the last point, to like put like another counter argument to this dystopian view. Well, yes, like we like it's kind of sad that we like often like lose touch with like reality, and a lot of like there are definitely like bad things to it. But it's also like if people in the real world, it's it's kind of like a lot of the stuff, like, especially in our childhood, is, like, super random. Like, the friends we meet, well, in the old days, it was, like, well, classmates, neighbors. And, like, looking at Web3, like, I met, like, so many fascinating people in Web3. But also before that, I was, like, a gamer. And, like, I, I comment on that part later. But gaming was kind of, like, this nerdy outsider thing back in the past. And now, like, people love as gamers and, like... People love watching anime because girls suddenly started liking it and it became like the cool thing. Like gamers are like now the cool kid if you're like the League Elo Diamond or Challenger. Back in the day, we were like the outsiders. It is like a clear cultural shift that's observable. But yeah, like going back to that, it's like it opens up like so many more opportunities to like be connected worldwide. Like, well, it's also kind of a mess. <laughs> like my sleep schedule is really fucked because I have like so many friends from the US now being a European, but like the opportunities are like, great. It's, it's incredible um, how many new avenues are opened up. And these like, even if we can do, like, go down like a dystopian road, I'm like of the opinion that more opportunities are always good. And well, what people make of it can be either way. And yeah, the second thing I wanted to comment on is um, this um, cultural shift we observed with gaming, metaverses, general like digital objects as i mentioned like back in the day they were not like really really the cool thing and there's like a clear adoption that people started growing to to like them more and another thing is if you if you look at the market um people won't just like stop like spending money on digital things they desire just because the market is like changing even from like a macro perspective yes it means people have less money but, I mean, people who are, like, gambling addicted, they still spend on gambling even if, like, their life, like, falls apart. And people, like, really into into their hobby. They're not, like, stopping their hobby um, just because the market turns, like, sour. Like, people don't, like, stop playing football and, like, having, like, no football equipment just because there was, like, an economic downturn. 
I think it's really, really interesting with all the metaverse projects and also gaming projects coming up. I think this will like trade, like, I think trading isn't really the perfect world. Like people will buy NFT stuff, even if the conditions are pretty, um, pretty bad in the future, just because they purely like the thing. And right now we're in truly a trader mark, kind of like observing all the stuff we're like the metas we currently have popping up and Feedback started a new meta of like all the Deegan stuff. And before that we had like the cute meta, but it's all like still, still a lot of trading, but there are like some, some degree of people or like some degree of like the NFTs we own that we truly bought because we like them and people like would be fine to like make them like a soulbound token and keep forever. And I think under underlying this like Ponzi structure that we like basically see again and again, I think like NFTs and also crypto, it's kind of, a repetition of the Gartner hype cycle over and over again. We like overhype and then we get like down and then we plateau again and then there's a new trigger. I think there's like truly um, adoption like happening. And that's why I keep saying when people like call crypto Ponzi, I mean, yes, less, a lot of the underlying parts are, but in general, there's like clear change to be observed and especially the um, uh, pandemic, like, hyper hyper accelerated that because well everybody was like locked at home so it just moved like super quickly but right avian you know like at the end of the day people people will say crypto and whatever else is a ponzi bro what in this world is not a ponzi? <laughs> like there you know like for instance fiat like you have to have confidence what is it that's backing fiat right now since it's been off the gold standards the confidence of the government like it's not, you know, I don't know. You can go down the whole rabbit hole. I'm not going to dive into it right now, but I agree with what you're talking about. We've got somebody else new up here on the stage, Eddie. I think you're the first time up here on one of these spaces. Welcome up. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Subs up. Yeah, I joined because uh, you know I, I was scrolling through the spaces and I saw that this one seemed to be you know doing pretty well. And I took a look in and I was like, oh, there's none of the usual suspects up here. So. A lot of new faces, a lot of people I'm happy to say hello to for the first time. So, uh, yeah, what's up? But so I've been listening in and I'm, I'm just curious, um, you know, combined with the title of the space as well as some of the concepts, um, how high level are we getting here with NFTs? Are we are we getting to the root of like digital identities or or down to the nitty gritty? <laughs> Bro, I mean, let, let's just start off with the fact that we laid the foundation for this space. If you go back, I think it's. I don't know if you saw the thread that I shared a while back, but if you scroll through, it's like one of the four pinned tweets about whether you realize it or not, the next mini NFT bull market is here. So I shared that yesterday and, you know, kind of just starting off the, and Hey, we had a space last night that was absolutely killer. I mean, heck you're talking about the usual suspects, like a lot of the usual suspects quote unquote were there. Like we had Frank Blau, I mean, <laughs> Udi really diverse stage up, uh, but you know, just carrying carrying forward with that conversation that, you know, hey, volume is bottomed out. Um, we've seen it slowly trending up since October. Um, unique buyers is still flat. There's been a flight to quality in the midst of this rotation. And throughout that process, what you're going to see, there are a lot more similarities to that July, August of 21 NFT bull market run up than there are anything else in my opinion. Now, there are a lot of people that are like, man, NFTs are gonna continue to sell off into ETH strength, that's what's always happened. That's completely false. Whenever you look at the July, August, September 
bull run for the uh, NFT market back in 2021, whenever apes, pudgies, a bunch of these things really first started to take off, they coincided with ETH rallying from 1700 to 4100 over the course of like five weeks. So yep. Being, you know, I think there are a lot of bullish indicators for where we're heading. And I think the next thing that really happens is the unique buyers follows the interest, the volume. And I really think that, you know, the, the pumps that we've seen across the market right now, again, it's just the quality shit that's really been taking off. I, I think it's just the a matter of Kaleo, time before do, we really see a breakout. I do have one question, though. So you mentioned October. Now, notably, there was a big catalyst that came in October, and that was Blur. Um, and Blur announcing their pending airdrop at some point in the future um and blur i mean like as a as a project like as a, not a project as a protocol and as a as a service in my opinion is as of right now the single best way to buy and sell nfts right like just their product is good um but and you combine that with a you combine that with an a pending airdrop which people you know have uh People have reminiscing thoughts of the looks looks for airdrop in X two Y two, which kind of sent previous uh, bull runs in January of last year. Now, back in October, you had all this volume started to come in as people are starting to accrue volume in hopes of accruing of getting more blur airdrop later down the line, and then that got even further pushed with airdrop round three uh, or like airdrop counting round three i guess you could say which coincided with their bidding liquidity and that that bidding liquidity is like it it might not sound massive but you're talking about going from you know maybe a couple hundred eth uh instantly available for board apes uh to be if you wanted to just sell board apes off into the liquidity maybe there's a couple hundred eth available and then suddenly come blur there's literally tens of thousands of ETH worth of liquidity um, so just sitting, waiting to buy Bored Apes. And you, you, you extrapolate that across the market and suddenly you have this massive foundation of liquidity that is in large part there because of a pending Blur airdrop. And now once that comes, which comes later this month, um, supposedly, let's assume that Blur doesn't do anything to, to further incentivize massive liquidity sinks in forming a baseline for nfts um i i I tend to think that like that massive liquidity dry up is going to be is going to cause some suffering for nfts and and like i do agree with you on the other points but i do think that like this major catalyst which came like as you said at the start of october um and has gone through now is going to dissipate at the end of this month but i'm curious on your thoughts there no, it's a fair, you know, fair point. But again, I'm just looking at it from a perspective where there's a lot of interest returning back to the market as the underlying assets that a bunch of these, um, you know, projects are denominated in, whether it's ETH, Soul, etc. You know, as confidence returns to the underlying asset itself, I, I think that, again, it's the opposite of what a lot of people are expecting I think it drives more attention to the NFT marketplace. And when you're looking at Blur, I think it does do something more what you're talking about, where the airdrop, regardless of exactly what the amount is for that, when you're talking about giving DGENs in NFT a stimulus check, you know, they're not going to sit there and cash it out, take it to the bank. They're going to convert whatever the pennies are, the scrapes back into the market one way or the other. Like that's what happens with this type of shit. And I, 
like even if those massive bid walls are pulled, I think there's so much momentum that's already in place as long as the market continues to trend, as long as the underlying assets continue to trend in the direction that I think they will, you know, it, it won't take much to be able to start driving. To, you know, you look at it again. What we've seen as far as the floor price increases in a bunch of these major projects have happened without an increase in unique buyers. So there has been a flight to quality over the course of the past several months on increasing volume of already existing participants. What does that lead to? That leads to more interest across the marketplace, bringing in new buyers. That's where you start to see the unique buyer breakout and where you really start to see volume go parabolic across the board. And if we've had these type of moves on relatively low volume, you know, like it's just the way that mania in a market works. It's the way that the parabolic interest really goes. Like, I really think that it will not take much to just send it, you know, right now, hey, maybe Blur was the catalyst to set things in motion for what we're seeing right now. But I think it's one of those things that even if that catalyst gets pulled slightly back, you know, it's already in motion. It's not going to set itself out. Well, also, Khalil, what are you about to do with your Blur airdrop, right? Like, you're about to dump it within a week and buy more <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Like, it's... What are we all going to do with that airdrop, yeah, right? Exactly. So like, buy stocks. Yeah, it's exactly. going to write stocks. That's the stock yeah. stimmy. That's the yeah. stock. Rotate them, baby. Exactly. I don't think that there's going to be enough that any of us are going to get from the airdrop <laughs> yeah. to be able to afford a stock. <laughs> That's actually a thing. Like, with the whole Victor farming was on the last airdrop, even if the new filtering, some whales, like, really, like, put a lot of ease and took a lot of losses to farm it. So I think, like, it's probably pretty small for the average user, even for, like, big users. I got, like, a bunch on the first one. I had, like, 500 these volumes. I got a bunch of the first airdrop. But the second one was already, like, meh. And the third one was, I don't know. I think I got, like, get peanuts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I not saying I'm going to... Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. No, I was going to say, I thought I did well on the first one. And then I saw what everybody got in, like, the second and third. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is worthless. Yeah, the first <laughs> yeah, one was I was like top 0.5% on the first and then second one. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I didn't fall. I don't that. even know why anyone's still farming it at this point. It's actually kind of dumb. <laughs> like, but hold dude, on. Yeah, I gave up. Doing. I, I hold had on. like 250K volume on the first drop, and I was like, I'm a badass. And I did not get a single – I got a couple rares, but I did not get a single legendary. I was so pissed. It was like 50-something boxes. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, you know, and so then, you know, I got a little bit on the second one. And then now I'm just with you guys. I'm just waiting, you know. What is this? Was funny. Bro, I had like a friend bro. where I got like three legendaries in five and I had like 170 yeah. and I got like two legendaries and I was like, great job. I've only bought frauds and wonky stonks and I got seven imperial drops. Are you familiar with the imperial drop? No, just, please tell me more. It's com- completely fictitious. I made it up. he got the grail wait bro you didn't get the imperial drops i thought everybody got the imperial oh, yeah. drops like, i knew i did this wrong no but everything's gonna funnel back into quality projects with quality communities and founders so that's why i fucking love this shit i mean it's it's sort of degen but i mean that's the heart of all of us right 
Cube, I yeah. love having you up here late night, brother. Fuck yeah, man. Okay, so I'm gonna be completely yeah, you know, transparent about bourbon. <laughs> Take off the clothes, okay, baby. <laughs> what you right, got going you. on under there? I'm in the condo with my up, entire in laws, and everybody's <laughs> asleep but me. And I'm like, I gotta fucking get down on the Milwaukee Stone Space. Right now, bro. I, I was like, what are you doing up this late on a weeknight? <laughs> okay, okay. Here's, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. here's what's happening. I'm not skiing tomorrow. It's a body rejuvenation day. And I'm gonna go play in the arcade down at the Grand Timber Lodge. And I'm gonna light $100 on fire. I'm gonna win a Nintendo Switch. But I'm here to hang out with you fellas. And I fucking love it. So many ways to interpret skiing. Well, skiing, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay I'm not, hey, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. I'm not going to touch that one. I could touch it. I'm not going to touch that one. I love my two, my two, my two kids. Hey, <laughs> what, bro? Wow, like what a transition. That's... <laughs> Okay, Oprah gonna, moment. Okay. I love that. <laughs> Quickly, I'm going to kick right, it over so. to Eddie real quick. He's had his hand up for a minute, and then we'll we'll let the D-Gen ramble continue because I freaking love it. All right, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just curious, especially because you guys are, like I said, a very different crowd, and namely, like, um, I think I mentioned this with Kaleo once previously, a lot of you guys stem from more of the def- – well, not DeFi. I want to say crypto Twitter type of deal, um, whereas a lot of – a lot of NFT groups and whatnot that I'm aware of or connected to are more related to just like the they stem from they come originally from NFTs, right? So first off, we'll say this: um, next time that you guys in crypto Twitter get into a project, I want you guys to like tell me um, because you guys had to have the tendency to send things skyrocketing. So just tell me. Um, I would appreciate that, but it's just been, it's been curious to like watch this as one of those phenomenons that I think is really cool in the space. And then just second, um, you talking about like value accrual to some of the top founders. One, first off, um, just cause I came from a previous space where I didn't feel like this was happening, but, um, please, please be always be willing to be critical of founders, even if their projects are getting sent to the moon. Um, although I will say, like, I agree. Pro- uh, value is always going to accrue to some of the top founders again and again and again. And uh, just bet on those projects. But yeah, sorry, I, I'm, I'm really liking this organic combo. There's not many spaces that get this big and then are willing to hold organic combo. Which Bro, you don't get it, Eddie. Off. Like, first off, this is a small space relatively for us. But for real. second, second <laughs> off, Second off, like, you know, I've been doing these every single day for the past few. I mean, first off, this crew, a lot of the crew that's up here, I've, we've been doing these spaces for like eight, nine months straight every week. But then, you know, like my project is the wonky stonks. And I, I memed it back at the very beginning of January. I was like, I'm going to do these spaces every single day until we hit a new ETH all-time high. I'm just going to spend hours a day. And whenever I, like, drop the gauntlet on something and set a challenge, like, I don't fucking back down. So we've just been literally spending, like, four or five hours a day doing these. It's been freaking incredible. Um, but, you know, following up on that, I think you made a really great point that it's important for people to be critical of founders. So let's have a roast Kaleo moment. Uh, you know, let me know what I need to work on. <laughs> no, here we go. No. Kaleo, I think we need a token. Can you uh, get on that, please? 
Win Wonk. Win the Dow. Fuck that. <laughs> Win Wonk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. No roadmap, no utility, like just the art. Hey, hey before. Kaleo. But I, I, I respect your feedback. Before we run out of time, you have. Before we run out of time, Easel, like, are you trying to shut down this space, bro? Hey, hey, hey. uh, (laughs) do you have the power? Do you have the power to all of a sudden become the host and come over here to my house and shut shit down? Are you outside (laughs) my front door and I don't even know right now? Like, what are you talking about? By before we run out of time? Hey, I don't know, man. These these uh these topics get so deep. I feel like I gotta wait thirty minutes to jump in. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's actually one thing I really appreciate about the Kaleo space. There's a lot of fun, a lot of founders, a lot of hosts have like these really fixed schedules and like stick to one hour straight and the convoy is like getting really interesting and then they're like, well, we're at the end of the hour and so we're going to shut it down when like the good convoy starts. That's actually like one magical thing about Kaleo space is he just like keeps them running till he like really has to like leave. Yeah, clear. Well, hopefully we don't, don't do enough space. You need to do more spaces. You're not on here enough. Bro, I, like, the only time when I'm not doing spaces right now are either A, when I'm sleeping, or B, I'm, like, crashing other spaces. <laughs> so, I don't know what to tell you. How dare you sleep? Hey, hey. Um, I want to take the time out. I posted, I think it's a second shared tweet. I shared my profile picture. Um, it's been a while, you know. It, I didn't, I didn't put any wonky as my profile picture, but I wanted to make something special, and I explained why. I, I, if you see the second shared tweet there, um, I, I work on a, on another concept of of a, like what could be a wonky impersonation. You know what I mean? But I kept coming back to the suit. You know what I mean? As a trader, and then the top could be whatever you identify with so with that being said i know i'm, I'm working on another project for the wonkies but i want to uh, i'm doing a, um practicing my 3d modeling and and i thought of a way of like uh you know start giving back to the community sooner than than when the project is ready so basically what i'm saying is if you see the picture the suit and the tie wouldn't change but but i want to start doing one of ones it's just Creating um, your profile pictures, or you know, starting with the OGs in the community and the active members. Uh, to to give a quick glimpse, right? Kaleo will probably have a Spartan helmet on it with the wonky suit. Rooster will probably be, you know what I mean? <laughs> the name is there with the wonky suit. Um, and then we can include your favorite. <laughs> I, I could just see a fucking rooster head coming out with a Egon <laughs> blow on it. That's just so <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So, you know, maybe do that once a week, drop a video, and, and give the, the JPEG to the ones I've been here supporting. And those that also keep coming in and become part of the community and support it. Make me a better 3D artist and also get back a little bit like that. Love it, man. Love it. I really do love the work you put in. You put out some quality shit, Easel. Um, Hey, Bogfather, you've had your hand up for like forever now. So just go over, like what's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. This I, is I, the most patient I've ever seen him, so this is nice. Get over <laughs> here. No shit, just get off the mutant talk. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna ruin the vibe. Everyone's got. I mean, I I just just hearing the whole like Ready Player One thing going on, and I'm like, I'm not gonna not gonna interrupt. But I was gonna say, like, <laughs> loan I took out early. I just I was like thinking about it, and I was like. 
might as well bring it up. And I'm not telling anyone to do it. I just thought it was interesting where I'm like, you know what? I do want to do this just to prove that I can do it. It's not about really like the the money or whatever. Um, I, I I saw I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Like you can't get licked on this. I was I, I took the loan out. I, it was only five k USDC. I, I didn't take the one in ETH. Uh, you could actually set your own terms, but I just I, there was like an offer there, um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna like I I, I used the pudgy because I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to be selling this anytime soon. So you might as well use it for collateral, especially in a bull market. Um, you know, this is like the time to do it. And it's like a momentum play where I was like thinking, especially with the stonks, like, you know, if I, if I would have used it to buy fee picks, you could, you know, like that's just when I, you're just a dumbass. Like, so I, I just think that this, that was the most obvious play where I think, in th- and I have 30 days to pay it back at 4% interest. So I have to pay $5,080 or something. So I'm like, what if I can't get licked and I mean I'm I'm I I clear like enough a month just with my paycheck like I wouldn't even have to sell an NFT like it's it's literally just to prove that you know is it a smart decision to do it if it is is it possible to make money you know like using collateral and I think you know I think this is going to be a home run honestly that's why I did it but yeah I I, I just see think- when you get licked bro yeah, seriously, <laughs> flipping a coin. <laughs> so, guys, if you just uh, flip a coin, there's a 50% chance you could win. But uh, have you at all followed Cyrus, by the way? I'm, I'm curious. Do you know uh, Cyrus? Cyrus up here no. a couple times. Uh, like, I thought, bro, have you not talked to uh, – been on one of the spaces that – we had Cyrus up here the other day, Eddie. It was hilarious. <laughs> and he, he was talking about some of his stories. And one of the ones that he talked about, he minted the stonks back whenever we first did the – Mint back in the day, they talked about how he yep. floored it, like used that ETH to you know compound and some other shit. And he was like, you know what? Like I need to go back and buy one. It's been a long. He rebought time. it. Right? Yeah, and he rebought it like for six or seven x at least the ETH price <laughs> for what he ended up <laughs> for. But the fact that it was listed within like you know whatever, barely above the floor, and it had just been listed for the first That's time in wild. forever too. Like, that was the biggest destiny moment that I've ever seen with something. It was freaking insane. Like, what are the odds? No, it's it's absolutely ludicrous. I, I, I saw that tweet that he put out, but and I love the guy. But the reason I bring him up, Croc, is just because, like, he right now, in my opinion, is, like, one of the kings of lending. Um, Franklin's up there, too. But I think Cyrus, I mean, Cyrus literally shilled lending so hard that he became an ambassador for a lending program like they they now pay him um or lending protocol so like the guy knows stuff about lending and um yeah you can you can not only i mean like basically on the holding nft end it acts as like a fairly cheap hedge against a decrease in price like you saw 80 bucks if it goes up you that's all you have to pay and if it goes down you can just default intentionally and uh, save some money on the loss. Whereas, and then on the other side, you can end up getting, like, first, it's a fairly reasonable way of, you know, cutting in some yield off of that percentage. But, like, every now and then, you'll just get someone who, like, unreasonably defaults on their loan. And I think the other day, a board ape was defaulted on, where he paid 10 ETH, he, like, lended 10 ETH to the ape, and he just got an ape. And is now flipping it for like seventy ETH profit. 
Yeah, I'm I'm it's I'm trying to figure this out. Game. Yeah, Eddie, I think there's like something there. You know, I feel like it's still early on, and you know, we're all figuring this stuff out, and uh, it's it's so inefficient the landing part. I mean, the the thing that we uh, you know we were talking about the other day too, when uh, Cyrus was in here with the the perps like NFT perps. And I think that's, that actually might be really dangerous for me personally. Um, but dude, and you know who's making that it's blur blur is making perps, or at least they've, con- they've considered it. I asked the team, uh, like dude, a month or two ago. We don't care about the bids it. then. We don't even care about the bids that, you know, on there. Like we have perps, like would that'll just keep the show going. Yo, and Eddie, I am curious. So, you know, you said that you, you hang out in a lot of spaces with a bunch of the same crowd, and this is a different, like, you know, what are what are some of those crowds that you're typically in there for? Because, I'm, you know, I hang out in a decent amount of NFT spaces out of this. Like, I hang out with, you know, the Thread Guy spaces, the Faroque ones, you know, the Nifty guys, a bunch, like, you know, th- those are a few that I chime in on a decent amount. Haven't cross paths on any of those yet doesn't mean like you know that you don't end up hanging out in them i'm just curious like what is your typical circle that you uh you know you run around with because there are small small echo chamber pockets within this ecosystem even though it's like a small ecosystem it's still big enough that that can happen yeah um I mean, you listed a bunch of them. I don't really head to, geez, can't speak right now, huh? Um, I don't really head to Faroque Space now too much. And it's not because I don't like it. It's just, it's not in my cup of tea. Well, I guess it is because I don't like it. Uh, it's not exactly my cup of tea, right? But I, I do the Nifty Morning sometimes. Um, and I've hopped up there a few times. But as of the last month or so, two months, not, not as much. Um, I mean... I think one of my favorites, I really like Espresso, if you've heard of him. Um, Espresso runs a, a daily alpha space where it's more of like a D-Gen type space, but they they hit a bunch of notes and uh, they bring up a lot of like, it, it's more of the what is happening right now, even if it's garbage type deal, which to me is raw and unfiltered, but fun um, and brings a lot of insight to where things are going. So yeah, that's one that I like. I mean, this is not the show, but I run my own weekly space on every Sunday, uh, with Zeneca. So that kind of crew. Um, and that's, you know, I'd say that. And then, um, other than that, I mean, it just depends, right? Like I kind of look for a few people that I respect. I, I do like thread guy spaces. I do like, hopping in sometimes with Frank. I do like hopping in with Wab from the Seals, stuff like that. Um, nothing crazy. I just, I think we just happen to not really cross too many paths. That just means I got to hustle harder. All right. That's all. That's all. You know, you lay down the gauntlet again. There are more corners to conquer in this space. We're going to make it happen, baby. Let's fucking go. Every day's a new adventure, brother. That's cool. I, I will I say we have a. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Sorry. No, I was going to just say until I fully bridge the gap between CT and NFT Twitter, my job is not done. It's going to happen, baby. You're going to do See, it, man. When, when you made that tweet last year around like FTX debacle, I was like, you know, if I was going to be bullish on any any drive and any like ultimate motivation bridging the gap between ct and nft twitter which are vastly separated right now 
is one of the biggest ones that I would put some money behind. I'm just like, I support this. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to see, I want to talk to more of the, uh, more of the crypto heads and, and, you know, have conversations there. I think that's fun. And that was one of the biggest things that I really enjoyed when, um, when the NFT, de- or sorry, when the FTX debacle came around, we were all like all in the same spaces. And that was, that was fun. And that was cool to see a brand new, fresh set of faces of like literally thousands of people that I'd never really been anywhere close to before now directly exposed to. And, um, yeah, I mean, if anyone's pushing that forward right now, I think it's you. I don't know if well, many others are actually pushing that needle. And I appreciate that, man. You know, like, there really aren't too many that are in that crossover zone. I'd say maybe Crypto ISO kind of is there a little bit, but not too many others. I am curious, though, if you're mainly an NFT Twitter, you know, that's where you've been born and bred. Um, you know, raised, that's where you're spending all your time, putting all your effort. How did you come across my account? When did that happen? Well, I mean, by virtue of being exposed to NFT Twitter, you, you, every now and then you want to like generally have some, uh, have some people that maybe they have some insight on the actual overall market. Cause frankly, like you said, if I want to know how my ETH NFTs are going to do, I need to know what ETH is going to do, right? Like, is ETH going to start going full bull? Well, if it's going full bull, maybe these NFTs are going to be a double leverage on top of ETH, and that's going to be a sick profit play. So if I want to know how to handle that, maybe I should follow a little bit of the traders and see what some of the general sentiment is. And I mean, frankly, Cleo, I think you know this. One of the, like, the overall sentiment is you're one of the names to look at, um, at least for, like, reasonably educated takes. So... That's kind of how that ended up happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. No, that's cool, man. I, I, I do like hearing some of that because the interesting thing is whenever, you, whenever you're in one echo chamber for long enough, you, I like getting perspective from people that are, you know, I don't like the outsides, maybe not the best word, but. It's the best word that I can think of. This, like, dude, days. it is the outside. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm outside of your circles, 100. percent So that's my thing, man. It's like I want to learn what I need to do to be able to bridge as many of those gaps as possible. So just um, keep being your authentic self, brother. You're doing fucking fabulous. Let's kick it over to Bourbon Cube. Bourbon Cube's back here. Everybody's asleep. Bourbon Cube just hit me and Rooster up with a message said, Hammered, let's fucking go. Get in here. <laughs> I'm absolutely hype right now. Um, but to the points made earlier, what I'm gonna say is Kaleo, yeah, you're you're on the cutting edge, the front edge, leading edge of like charting interconnectedness of uh, of projects. So that's bullish towards the stocks. And I was going to just say is that I feel like I owe Eddie, if he doesn't own any stocks, I owe him some mashups or a cube. Um, same goes for Christine, my fellow frog, Ribbit, Ribbit. And I know you had a solid sweep the other night. Uh, but I just love everything that's going on here. And everybody's great. So uh, Bourbon Cube is just chilling. He's icing out here. And I'm going to try not to blow my ACL out tomorrow. Well, bro, how are you going to blow your ACL out tomorrow on a, on a break day? 
Like, if tomorrow's a recharge day, what the heck Bro, are you going to do to blow out your ACL? You know Cube's favorite uh, game I'm at not, the arcade I, is Dance I'm Dance not, Revolution. I'm not kidding you. Okay, so, so, I have, <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm at this, uh, like, condo place. There's a Nintendo Switch in a claw machine game, and I'm fully prepared for my daughter and I'm my five-year-old daughter. She, there's, like, a Mario there. I'll tweet this out tomorrow. I'm gonna light a hundred dollars on fire trying to win a Nintendo Switch for my daughter. <laughs> you do that, dude. I fully support this endeavor. I was gonna say light a fuck thousand yeah, man. Switch doesn't matter. It, doesn't matter. To it, it'll be like all the tiddly winks that we play, and it's about finding people that we enjoy, and it's about making memories and stuff. And so, yeah, if I gotta light a hundred bucks on fire to something to look back on ten years later with my daughter. I'm going to do it all day. But that's what's fucking cool about wonky stocks. And we've been saying this time and time again uh, since October, you know, 2021, is that the core community is unbelievably solid and clear. Your next level with your, your chart charting ability, your ability to connect with other people within the industry. But that's what, that's why I'm so bullish on wonky stocks. And why I own so fucking many of them. Now, I didn't dive into the feed picks like some of you guys did. I did on a cube's worth, and I, you know. Uh, but I love the stonks, and I love this community. I love everybody here. Yeah. So, man, we love so, you, cube. I fucking no, love no, you no. so much, man. Your, vi- your vibe is just so authentic. And ever since day fucking one, we have met October 2021. 20, You've always been my brother, brother. I fucking yeah. love you, man. Uh, man. You, I miss you, Q. Easel, right back at you, my friend. Right back at you, my friend. And it's it's just great to see all these other people from other communities and projects coming into Wonky Stonks and seeing what we're about. And it's been that way since the very beginning. And I don't see it ever changing. And there's new appreciation in the art. Which me being a like a very very amateur trader, right? But I mean, you could chat, you could you could chart, you know, uptrends, downtrends, in in, in patterns and whatnot. But there is some art to it, and, and the shit's absolutely beautiful if you break down the story of each individual stonk. And so, like long term game, I mean, as as Bway says, turbo bullish dot Let's fucking go. Yeah, you know, and I just got to say, you know, NFTs are back, right? It's so incredible to see all the blue chips that are in here. But it's also just really awesome to see all the little guys, and I hope nobody takes offense to that, but like all the little guys that, you know, survived the desert and are still Shut standing up, strong. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we there's like looking, look, just look, right? Look through here, right? You got, you know, you got uh, Cosmic Cats in here, Spooky Boys, you know, you got uh, the Plague. And, you know, I'm just saying there's so many communities that have been riding this thing out. They've been strong. They've been, you know, supporting themselves, doing this thing, building, still building. And there was so much noise, right? We all got we all got canceled out in the noise. We all saw the noise that happened. Uh, it was just oversaturation of the market. But uh, a lot of people who were in the beginning of building up their reputation and who they were, they got kind of canceled out in all that noise. But they didn't give up. They're still building. And I think that's just so beautiful to see – 
here we are in the conversation nfts are back and you see blue chips and the little guys and we're all here standing strong we're all making this thing and i think there is a really bright future ahead uh for all of us you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel it's not game over game has not even started my friends not even started Yo, let's kick it over to Raj, new speaker up on the stage. Welcome up. I see in your bio, Web3 Gaming, Director of Operations at Dino Shibby, I think is how you pronounce that. How's it going tonight? What's up, morning, what's up? Whatever you are. What's up, what's up? Uh, just wanted to touch back on what you were saying on uh, how you think you can merge the crypto Twitter community and the NFT Twitter community. Um how I came upon your page was uh, I think you did a analysis on pudgy penguins. And I was like, Oh, I've never seen anybody actually do this before. Yours was obviously a lot more in depth. And so that's how me, someone from the NFT community kind of stumbled upon your page. Subsequently enough, I joined your spaces shortly after and you guys were like, yo, I'm not bullish on feet picks. So I, I, I sold mine for like a 0 0.04 profit and then uh and then they ran a point two. But you know, I'm not mad about it. I took profits, but uh I think what you're doing is is honestly fantastic. I just read through um the thread that you have posted up here and for someone who doesn't really have time to go really in depth on on crypto and honestly it's too fucking hard for like I'm twenty four years old. I, I don't have the time to do it right now. Um, so I think they're very, very informative. And as someone who's from the NFT community, I greatly appreciate what you do. Yo, Raj, first and foremost, just got to get this out of the way. You're 24 years old. If you don't have the time for it now, you ain't ever going to have the time for it in your entire life. Um, second thing, though, shout out and appreciate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not like, it's the truth. is not 80s. Like. Oh, brother, I've preached the truth all the time. If somebody needs to resonate with it hardcore, that was, I mean, that was hey, authentic I, I'm as fuck. Truth. I'm not here to agree with everything. Dude, do it. Um, I love it. But... Educate them, man. That's a <laughs> like, real world, man. The real world. <laughs> you know, Raj, I, I love that that's how you came across the page. Because at the end of the day, I think data is what does bridge the gap between the two, right? I feel like. For so long, NFTs were purely quote-unquote vibe-centric, and there wasn't as much you know, data-driven analysis in the background behind what is driving some of the psychology behind the moves across some of these different projects that's not just the quote-unquote vibes, right? You know, because I do believe that TA is transcendent of markets and of assets, you know, that like all assets behave you know, it, it's all market psychology, all those patterns. It doesn't matter whether you put Apple, Exxon, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, Shiba Inu, eggs, or, you know, bored apes, whatever it is. They all, like, people support resistance, all that type of stuff. You know, those, those levels are interchangeable. And I, I think that, like, you have noticed, at least I have noticed, a massive, uptick in the number of people that are using charts and using some of the different you know data points to be able to try to like you know look back at some of these collections that just didn't exist before 
you know, before I got into the NFT side of things. And I think it both resonates with the NFT side of Twitter, but it also is what I think helps bridge the gap toward crypto Twitter because they see charts, they understand charts. They don't understand the JPEG side of it yet, so they claim, but they all understand the charts. So I, I'm like, I think that it is the perfect intersection between the two. And then something that like is going to be, continue to become more mainstream um, as the space continues to evolve. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I've been around the space since what, August of 2021. And I mean, I graduated college a year ago. So at the time, believe it or not, this was really, really degen, but I was fucking, I was donating plasma to buy NFTs, right? I had no idea what I was doing, but like Holy everything shit. was pumping. I, I mean, I was, okay. To be fair, Bro, the most college thing I've ever heard. To I be fair, it. if you I had the if you had the days. antibodies for COVID, they were giving you two hundred dollars a week. I was for sure taking advantage of that, right? But like, my point is, at the time, I had no idea what I was actually doing. And in in August of twenty one, you can buy into any NFT project and it would pump. And being a survivor, quote unquote, survivor of the previous bull market, uh, this time around. I don't want to do that, right? I don't want to just blindly buy into a project. I want to know why I'm buying into the project and if I can actually, I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to make money, right? I want to buy, I want to actually look into a project to see if there is a potential for a run here. I'm not just going to blindly throw my money into a random JPEG and hope it runs. And so what your analysis and what your charts help with is, oh, there is actually an upside here. There's, this is the explanation as to why this certain project has potential or this sleeper project has been, you know, whatever, I can rant on. But uh, my point is that you're helping me become more educated as I go into this new mini bull market. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And, you know, hey, I'm, I'm all here for manifesting it into existence. Though, you know, I, hey, I appreciate and I'll always say this, I appreciate other perspective from guys like Eddie coming up here and saying, hey, you know, maybe proceed with caution. You know, there, there need to be those people out there, too. And that probably is smart. But, um, you know, like you shouldn't be out here aping with money that you don't have. And you can't afford to lose. But if you're sitting with a bunch of stables or a bunch of ETH or soul and you know, you're on the sideline, you're looking for opportunities to invest. You know, I, I personally wouldn't let the little run up that we had recently scare us. You know, I think that it's one of those things when you're looking for signs of market bottoms and potential, you know, a potentially trending market, buying into strength isn't always a low IQ, you know, especially after some of the dips that we've seen recently. I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. Um, I'm going to go, let's see, I'll go Eddie, Mr. E, then Bright Avian. So I got a pair of questions, um, two very separate ones. First, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this. Um, we talked a good amount about you and like essentially you and your, your, your road, your crusade from crypto Twitter to NFT Twitter. But I'm curious if one, you've seen anyone from the, from the NFT Twitter make a crusade in reverse, like from NFT Twitter to you guys. Um, and like, if, if not, how can I or any of us, you know, work towards that? Um, so, yeah, that's that's question one. And then question two separately is, uh, you know, I am still open to buying NFTs right now. So 
I'm curious, uh, what's on the list? Like, what are things that we're considering looking at, et cetera, et cetera? Walking stuff. <laughs> um, well, so number one, oh, shoot, man. I won't lie. My brain is not working well right now. <laughs> so, like, I had an answer for number one. I swear to God I was listening, Eddie. I swear I was. And, oh, yeah, yeah, how can I bring people over from – I don't think that necessarily needs to happen as much, right? Like, I really think it's more the other way around because I think that CT has this mindset and, like, my comparison is always the way that they view BTC maxis is what they are toward NFT Twitter, right? Like, they are on this holy crusade that they think NFTs are this degenerate, you know, money suck gambling scheme. That's exactly what BTC maxis say about any alts. And, you know, that's what CT is comprised of mostly are a bunch of altcoin traders, like shit coins without pictures. And yet they have this moral high ground. Either It's one of two excuses for why they're not involved in NFTs. One is the moral high ground factor. Two, is, actually there are three. Two is their excuse that okay they're not liquid enough and they can't invest enough to where it really matters for them to trade on the scale that they want three is oh i don't understand it right like i just don't understand the vibe side of it so you know you've got this spectrum and i think what a lot of the spectrum circulates back to is just the shit's pretty early right like a lot of the things that they're going to resonate with connect with are being built right now like the nft perpetuals for instance Perps are going to completely change the game as far as level of interest for the underlying spot market. And when you're talking about general marketplace volume as a whole, I'm telling you, man, like one of the things that we brought up earlier, Eddie, $5 billion monthly record volume for NFTs across the board. That's monthly. And we're talking about when you look at centralized exchanges um, for the crypto marketplace as a whole, you know, they average 25 to $75 billion of volume daily over the course of the past couple of years. So if, you know, if NFTs as a whole can claim even, you know, just one day's worth of volume of the regular crypto marketplace, bro, that's 5x the volume that we've seen at the peak, right? Like just one day's worth of volume for the monthly volume. That's 5x the volume we've seen at the peak. And when you look at where we are, I think it really just puts into perspective how tiny all of this is. Like the entire NFT global market cap right now, I think just surpassed $10 billion. That's nothing. That's one project, one shit coin in the crypto Twitter side of things. And when you look at the potential for bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3, in my opinion, it's way easier for the average person to understand digital collectibles than it is to understand some new token that's going to revolutionize a certain industry and the way people transact with each other, right? Um, Cube, take it easy. I appreciate you coming up. But yeah, you know, like you've got opportunity that is just untapped here as much as it looks like, okay, hey, we've had our bubble. Everything's done. In my opinion, I wouldn't even be shocked. It, it won't take as much as it seems like it would to even hit new records as far as unique buyers and monthly volume, even in the course of a mini bear market rally this year, 2024, 2025, I just want to be clear, the years I'm incredibly bullish on NFTs. But, you know, like right now, I still think there's a lot of potential. So, you know, I think going back to your second point, 
what am I looking at right now? Personally, you know, hey, like, yeah, like I brought up the fee picks. I'm not going to say that that's what I'm looking at. Like, those are fun, whatever. But if you're looking at actual quality shit, look at what's actually been trending and where the rotation into strength has played out so far. I'm looking for projects that have stuck around the past year that have been building throughout the bear market, you know, that have earned their stripes recently and gotten that recognition. I think playing into strength and playing into momentum, I would way rather buy a project up near all time highs than I would a project like, you know, I'm just going to throw out a random ass one here, like alien friends, right. That has gone down from like five ETH to like 0.5 ETH. And it's just sitting there and it's just like, okay, what are you praying for? Maybe like this little dead cat bounce where, you know, like obviously it's still suppressed by 90% because the, you know, something has happened there in the background that has not been driving them back up toward that, you know, the momentum of where they were. So I look toward projects that are trending that have put in that work. And, you know, like that, like the Kanpai pandas, for instance, I, I still think the pudgies even, I'm so large. mad about pandas. I'm so, because I found them four days before they minted out, and I was like, "These should run," but uh, I'm gonna wait. And then whatever. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like you go through lists like that. I mean, heck, like I'll show my own bag. I don't give a shit. Like you know, the wonky stonks. I truly believe, bro, that we're gonna freaking send it into this. That there's a whole new generation of people. Like it's going to be a flex for the CT NFT bridge. And that, like, the meme of us, you know, owning the JPEG of a stonk being more desirable than owning any stock itself is going to turn itself into reality. Like, I believe it, man. Like, we're, we're sitting there right beneath the all-time highs. We're going to freaking send through it one way or the other. Eventually, it's going to happen. You know why? Because we're putting in the freaking work, showing up every single day. And I think that's what's important for something. Like, where do you have active communities and where do you have people that are persisting through it? You know, not just that are popping up overnight that have been here throughout the course of the past year. So, like, that's kind of my current thesis. And, like, so far, man, since I've really started to ape into shit, like, everything's been playing out to the T starting from this summer when I really started to go, you know, balls deep into the space. Hey, can, can I – before before we switch um... – I know you have two other people that got to talk. Can I expand on that and, and add a question? Now that, that Eddie added, you know, the switch over from NFT to uh, crypto yeah, or vice versa. Just, just to be fair to the, the people that have had their hands up, I'm going to go ahead and just keep it, keep it in line over to them. We'll come back to you a little bit later, though. Okay, okay. No, no. No problem at all. I'll give Eddie just a quick chance to respond to that if you like before I before I kick it over. No, I think that's fair. Um, and I will just say one thing: like, uh, you know, I applied for NFT NYC to to speak there, and I know it's a meme. I get it, but like, the name of my panel was uh, the name of my proposed panel was essentially something along the lines of like how to master the the IQ bell curve and learn to use it to trade. And, uh, and like the main thing that I would want to talk about that is like you said, building communities, right? And, and like communities that are that have stuck around. I used to think the communities were everything. And then I went through a long period of thinking that they were like bullshit. Uh, and I would call that the middle of the bell curve. But at the top end of the bell curve, just like at the bottom of the bell curve, community and are they building is still like the go-to. 
So, yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, and just to be specific, looking at things like Sappy Seals, um, Penguins, but I still don't, I don't like this price. I, I want to see them in the low fours or, or high threes. Um, and and <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and a few other stuff, but happy to hear other thoughts. Well, I appreciate that, man. You're going to be waiting for a while for those low fours and high threes. Um <laughs> Let's see. Let's kick it over to Bright Avian. Oh, hey. Um, so, yeah, I kept my, my thought from earlier. So I wanted to jump on what you talked about, uh, what you mentioned about, like, psychology and TA. I think, like, a lot of people, like, they forget, like, basically, TA is just a great tool to, like, represent psychology. And psychology is literally, like, the key thing that man- matters for, like, all marketing, literally, like, everything. I've been, I've been like a PhD student and I've been like teaching econ classes like economics and also psychology. And when it comes to trading, people are like, oh yeah, economics has to be like super useful. But it's literally like all psychology, especially in crypto. And like, I think one reason why like people just like didn't shout NFTs early on is because there were like no real tool sets to do so. Like it was most, most people just like traded on OpenSea and they were like not good charting, um, charting solutions but when it comes to like psychology everybody already like did that early on like people already realized well we're like you know euphoria like buying here is probably probably stupid and people started like lettering out when when like people would like really follow the trade from the start they realized well this is like heating up too much a lot of like newer people that didn't realize like how heated up it was they like jumped in at tops but like it's like psychology is so massive and like across all markets. And I think like, especially with NFTs, what I mentioned earlier, the way like they're like less influenced by, by economic conditions, because like this just like also like the people who trade it, but also because people truly want it. Psychology is like super key. And another thing uh, the last speaker brought up, I think like communities really do matter a lot. And like another thing is just like, in the in the charts, like what you can also see, like looking at volume chart, like there's certain like people like just like want to support a project and like a certain buyer that like step in at certain price points. We had it for like penguins, we had like nine 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 buying for like a super super long time and you basically knew like well that there's like a support at like two E's and it's like not breaking and that's like one thing that like fascinates me about NFTs. You can like you can look at like charts and like longs and shorts and you realize if you're like trading like even like larger coins you realize when like big buyers step in or like people are like close to having like a position maybe like at risk and you can like look at like individual traders but for nfts it's like super interesting you realize well where like whales step in where they like cash out you can like crack wallets and it's like you can have like a massive edge if you like look at community ones but also like psychology and well, like individual traders where they set like the buys, where they set like the sell walls. And I feel like in, if you like really spend a ton of time in, in NFTs, there's like so much edge you can get over like, well, the average person who just like starts trading them. That in my opinion, it's even like even ahead of like most, most coins or most, I mean, stocks are like a different story again. But like if you compare coins and NFTs, there's like so many like um, factors you can like, consider for nfts and i like feel like i was like a coin trader i like got into crypto in 2014 and i was like trading coins but for nfts i really feel like i have like way more of an edge like what's going on for like the well for the collections i actually do trade like i think it's risky to like spread out about like 
uh, over like too much stuff because then you kind of like lose like your 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 info edge and you kind of you can still like ho hop on like new stuff but you have to like be careful like for like old projects it's kind of helpful to find your like your niche of like projects you really understand and well we see like extreme cases of that like franklin trading like the board eight trades and knows like exact valuations what's like gonna sell where so there's like lots of different ways to approach how to approach it but i think there's a lot of like info edge people can gain in nfts with like psychology still being like the main driving factor though Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, right? Like there's a lot of, and that's really what TA is at the end of the day. It's just an underlying study of the psychology behind the market. Uh, Mr. E, you got your hand up. Let's kick it over to you. Yeah, no, it's a great discussion here and I'm loving what everybody's saying. Um, yeah. And, you know, just kind of commenting on earlier, you know, you're talking about like definitely feels like this is like a mini nft run and uh you know kind of eddie was asking like what's on the menu right and you know obviously you get the wonky stonks right those are those are great but uh you know i mean like you're talking about projects that have been around for like a year or something like that and that keep building during the bear and you know trying not to toot my own horn but like my my dog tag nft project like you know we just keep building right we had five sales today it's the most sales we've had in one day so far right and we've been getting consistent sales and like you know it's all about like we built our own smart contract and uh you know minting website pseudo swap liquidity pool so if you like want to get your money back you get the same amount back that you paid to mint and it's like right now i'm even working on trying to figure out how to like credit card mint so i mean yeah i got a discord and all that so yeah you know it's just like we were wrongfully banned for eight months i fought for eight months and got the account back and it's like I think that's the kind of project you want to, you know, take a look at because it's kind of like that guy's not going to just rug you, right? Like if you lost your account and you fought eight months to get it back because you're addicted to Twitter and the community, like, you know, so something to, something to think about, right? You want the people that are building in the bear. We fit that description. Take a look. Avant-garde pixel art. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, no, definitely, man. I mean, it, it, it's all about like looking at that track record. Um, let's go ahead and kick it over to Raj. I just wanted to pick your brain about something. So obviously we're seeing a mini bull run here and forgive me if I sound a little uneducated in my reasoning here, but, uh, obviously there's been speculation of, a potential recession in the U.S. And, I mean, quoting Gergabin here, Microsoft is going to fire 11,000 employees. Um, we've seen other companies do the same thing. Um, obviously, we're seeing CPI go down, but my worry is how is this going to keep, how is this mini NFT bull run going to continue? Because we've seen, the crypto market kind of follows suit with the U.S. stock market. And I feel like if we hit a recession or there's a small hiccup, that all of this is going to just tank. Bro, my worry is that everybody on crypto Twitter slash NFT Twitter has become a macro expert, never taken a macro class in their lives. 
Like, you know, I but, hated no, that but, but really, I though, you. like, and, you know, it's not, not nothing against you, nothing against me. Like, you know, I, I think everybody is about on the same page, mostly with it. It's just, you know, everybody's looking so much for these macro signals to happen. And I think like so much of the macro sentiment is like general sentiment across the board. It follows price, right? Like as shit goes down. It's easy for people to say, man, well, the macro is just incredibly shitty. You know, we're probably going to keep going down further. And, you know, it's not until price reverses X amount that people are like, oh, well, you know, maybe the macro is not as bad as I thought it was. And, and like, I, I just I don't know, man, I, I, I don't I'm not a doomer when it comes to where the market's heading. Um, I, I I think that there's a decent chance that, you know, it has bottomed across the board. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm sitting here one of those people that that's extremely bullish for new all-time highs. I actually think what's most likely for the S&P 500 is maybe something closer to like what we saw in the 2000s, where it was just a lot of chop, you know, accumulation in this broad range for nearly a decade. Um, you know, and in that, like, if there is that, I think that, you know, you still have the opportunity for crypto to outpace throughout the course of that. And a lot of that stems back to the fundamentals of you know, like I'm a big believer in the happening cycles for Bitcoin. I'm a big believer in, you know, like it isn't just a meme as far as that happens. Like it truly is the fundamentals of supply and demand um, with the deflationary result of the, uh, you know, like the supply introduction, like the inf- like inflation the inflation, uh, man, bro, my brain is not working very well right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the amount of new Bitcoin on the market every four years gets cut in half. And like that is the Bitcoin that's being dumped by the miners that are having to pay for their equipment. They've got the upkeep costs. Um, and, you know, as long as demand continues to increase and the new supply continues to decrease, I mean, you've got bullish catalyst. Um, and I think that like that permeates the rest of the market follows what the king does. And Bitcoin is the king. Um, so I, I think that that confidence permeates across the market. And there's a lot of opportunity that coincides with that. When you look at, you know, even some of the other catalysts like, you know, hey, right now, what I brought up earlier with the whole volume metric for ETH. I mean, bro, that is like, yeah, it, people are stupid if they think five billion dollars will be the biggest monthly volume that nfts ever do like they are absolutely just clueless <laughs> like they don't believe in shit if that's what they believe in right like i believe that there's so much more potential with this space than what we've seen and if anything that just shows you how incredibly early that we are so like looking broader past that i mean hey even you know Raj, even if we don't get that run up right now, I'm still looking 2024, 2025. Like, you know, there's no way in my mind throughout that time period that we don't see numbers that completely crush what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, the evolution of what NFTs might look like, I mean, bro, that could change too, right? You know, I remember back in 2017, 18, 18, the meta behind the average shit coin that popped up there. You know, it was completely different from what happened in DeFi summer in 2020, right? And DeFi summer put to shame a lot of the different pumps that we saw in that 2017-18 altcoin era, right? So, like, I just look at what is heading down the road. There's going to be a lot of evolution in this space. There's going to be opportunities. 
and things that become mainstream that we're not even aware of right now. You know, hey, the perps, I think, are one of those. I really do think perps, futures, whatever is going to make this market more mainstream because, you know, as larger, you know, as capital can as larger capital can hedge their bets, it makes it a lot easier to make larger bets on some of this shit. So there's so much stuff to be excited about, man. Yeah. You know, like is, is everything the best that we've ever seen macro wise? I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously that's debatable. Like probably not is the answer to that, but is it doom and gloom? We're going to go to zero from here and like new lows are imminent. Like I, I, I disagree with that. Yeah. And I mean, forgive me for asking you such a complicated question. I know. I mean, it's 1 a.m. for me, but hey, I got a C minus in macro. So for the average person, I feel like this this bear market has kind of made us very, very skeptical and kind of scared us in a way where whenever something good happens like this mini bull run, we're like, well, surely this can't last or surely this is just temporary. So, I mean, that's where I turn to people like you where, I mean, I come here to be educated. So thank you for your explanation on that. Sorry for racking your brain uh, at this hour. No, I'm sorry for my brain not working <laughs> on all cylinders right now. Um, all right, Easel, you've been waiting patiently, man. We'll kick it over to you. Then we'll go over to Eddie. And then a, a, well, actually, 80s, you got something? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to head out, man. I'm uh, one eye open right here now. I'm, I got to pass the fuck out. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I, I'm going to keep it going for a little bit longer. And, hey, you know, just an upside real quick. I don't know. I, I, dude, I got to try this soon. I think I might have the Roadcaster set up. It sounds like it. Wait, does it sound like it right Yeah, you, you sound really good. Um, the, like, do you hear volume difference? I want we, to hear one second. Tell yeah, me if yeah. it mutes. I'm going to keep talking. Okay. Can you, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can hear Okay, you. then shit, it's not that. Never right. mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, you sound a lot better than you did earlier. I don't know. I'm on my uh, caster right now, so. I don't know. I'll figure it out, like, one way or the other. But take it easy, man. Appreciate you coming up. Much Easel, love, what's going on, man? Hey, 80s. Much love, man. Take care, brother. Um, Good one, 80s. Uh, I got two questions, right? So I'm a... <laughs> Sorry. It's just been a blast here and then drinking beer and listening to you guys. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, I'm going to ask the first one. want you, all of you guys to answer. And then the second one is the most important one. So please come back to me. So the first one is... I know, like, we talk about investing in, like, solid projects and, you know what I mean, uh, the, the, the solid ones. For those, of you, for those of you that have been here, you know, way longer than me, more knowledge than me, I, I want some alpha right now. When this does kick, you know what I mean, when everything starts, we go crazy. Shit coins are still going to go the way they did. Or do NFTs become that part of the bull market where you know every shitty thing pumps or is it both or are we over the shitcoin part for those of us that like to take a little more risk <laughs> i'm sorry please enlighten me yeah bro i won't lie like i i didn't pick up half that question um but maybe <laughs> Maybe I'll have an answer. I got you. I, got <laughs> I don't you. even know. Like, I got I, you. like some shit pumps, some shit doesn't. That's all I got in me right now. 
Uh, Eddie, what's going on, man? Doing good. So um, I'm going to bounce in just a moment, but I am curious on one thing. So um, we mentioned the perps, and I, I guess it's just like I'm getting very interested about the co- that concept, right? In part because that's like the second or third time today that I've heard that the biggest problem that a lot of people have is literally that it's hard to buy a lot of NFTs, <clears throat> especially like um, the guy who I think yesterday or two days ago went and bought $800,000 of D gods. He, he like his biggest issue was that he couldn't deploy $30 million into a project. Right. So um, I guess with, you know, with perps that will become readily much more uh, realistic. I, I guess, I guess my question is like, what is a way that you might recommend preparing for that world other than just like stocking up on NFTs that you like, like what are ways that I could like, you know, learn to understand how that may influence project bases and stuff like that. Because I mean, if it, if like, if tomorrow or whatever, let's say blur announces, here's our airdrop. Oh, by the way, with our airdrop, we're going to be launching perps in a week. Like what do I need to do tomorrow to start getting ready for the eventual perps that might come in two weeks, six months, a year. Dude, here's the alpha for that. Nothing like, you know, because at the end of the day, I don't think that that means all because perps are coming. Doesn't mean that every NFT trader needs to trade perps, right? Like I think one thing that's cool about the perps will be though, in a sense, they'll act like trading fractional shares of some of these, but without actually having to trade the fractional assets. So it's a much cleaner way of doing that. It's just a matter of, you know, how can you realistically have a mark price that is reliable and not super easily influenced? Um, so that's my biggest question with it, but I know people are working on that. Um, but why I say nothing is bro, it's like the biggest thing that they're going to add, and it's not going to happen all at once. Like whatever perps comes out, it's not going to be like night and day. Holy shit. All of a sudden the market's just at this new level. Right. I think though it will slowly, you know, as volume picks up on the perps, volume will pick up on the spot as well. Right. And I think that you will have this underlying area of interest where people start accumulating spot toward these, you know, different perp positions. And it just like I, I think it's just about continuing to stack high conviction plays. Right. Like because that's the thing that with NFTs in general and really with crypto in general as a whole, you've got the majority of time you're going to be involved in this game. It's going to be boring. And it's going to be sideways and it's going to be, you know, down to slightly down. But then you have these magical windows. Maybe they last a month. Maybe you get lucky and, you know, maybe you get a bull run that lasts a year. But throughout those magical windows, shit just goes crazy. And it is up only. And it happens fast. And if you're not positioned for it, you're left on the sidelines. So I think it's one of those things. you got to continue to stack high conviction plays um, and, you know, just be patient. Sounds good, Khalil. And everyone, um, going to bounce. Nice to meet you guys. And this has been fun enough that I'm going to be looking for it in the future. So I, I, I don't anticipate this being my last time around.
Yeah, have a good night, guys. Follow, Through your follow, oh. and I hope you have a great night. God bless, awesome, man. Enjoyed it. I had a great, great night, man. I had a second question. That I don't think you heard me. The second question that was more important than the first one. When you pour a beer into the glass, do you do you let the foam come up or you pour it slowly? Okay, here's an interesting thing. Like I used to pour it slowly, right? And because then there would be no head, right? But then my brother showed me this video uh, of like, you know, that bar guy, he like rescues bars, bar rescue. And he like goes. Tapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this video where he's like, the real way to pour it is just to dump the beer in and like get as much head as you can, right? Because then he's just like, because he's like, then that's going to happen in the cup instead of happening like when you drink it, right? Because like, you're going to get all bloaty when you drink, like when there's no head, you're going to drink that beer and then it's going to like do all that fizzly stuff once you drink it, right? And you're going to get all bloated and stuff. Whereas there's like, you just dump it in there. Yo, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh wow, I like fell asleep on the um, on the mute button. <laughs> That's my bad, guys. Yeah, That's my bad. I'm a bad stuff. co-host. <laughs> uh, dude, that's kind of funny. I fucking I've done that so many times, dude. Like, cause the emojis as a co-host are dangerously close to that mute button, and like I've done that millions of times. So yeah, but with that beer. With that, with that theory that that foam thing happens in your stomach, you know, when I was a little younger, there, there was a lot of beer and, and I didn't feel shit in my stomach. So I, I wonder if that's true. You know what I mean? Do we pour it slowly or do we dump it in? And does it taste like shit when you dump it in? <laughs> See, I, I like the way it looks when you pour it slow, right? When there's no head, right? Let me actually jump in on that and then, sorry for, well, I was like in the row anyway. So I'm like German and we're like kind of the beer expert. I'm actually like from Bavaria. So we like drink a lot of beer and like the correct ways to actually, like in our opinion, to like literally just like pour it in because like the theory about the gas like reaction like happening in the glass is actually true. Like if you drink drink a lot of it, it's like not, not the best if you like pour it slowly because if you drink a lot, like it will like bloat you up. And then, like, three other comments, like, no no long rant this time. First of all, like, the most important thing before I forget, I think, like, penguins at 4Es are, like, three-digit E's and, like, 100k Bitcoin. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but that's just, like, personal opinion. Uh, second part, actually, like, main point. I think, like, what Kaleo mentioned on, on the um, volume, I think, like, it's, like, so tiny, like, so far. Like, if you look at, like, games, um, like, Play to play to uh, not play to earn games, but actually classical like free uh, free to play games like stuff. Um, for uh, for instance, Genshin or all these like big gacha games, they have like volumes or like they have like revenues that even come close to the numbers we had like in NFTs as volume, which is like ridiculous because it's like single games and we're like talking about an entire industry. And yeah, very last point, just to comment on. Um, Kaleo it, um, himself, it's really interesting how he's making waves. Uh, it came to my mind when I spoke about gaming. Uh, Gabe from Digidaigaku randomly came like into the server and was like asking about the, the community, asking uh, us about people who he's like supposed to or like want to have spaces with. And one of the people he suggested from his side was like, oh yeah, Kaleo, he's like always like bringing up like super smart stuff in his spaces and yeah, he wants to do like spaces with you. So 
might he might uh, reach out to you soon. I think the next one he wants to do is with Alio. But yeah, you were like in in his like list, which is like interesting because it's like completely different and the classical NFT community. It's different than CT. It's more like uh, this new crowd of of gaming NFTs, mainly like castaways and digis. That's like another group of people that feel like a little bit like different than than the rest of the people. Not the profile big market, not not the crypto market, but not entire like new market segments. Also like a lot of Japanese people there. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that is super interesting. Um, let's see. Okay, we got Violetta back up on stage. Violetta, welcome. Or What's Violetta, Violetta, Violetta. I messed it up. Not not Violetta, Violetta. I knew I was going <laughs> to mess it up. I apologize. Don't hate me. It's What's late. going on? I know, it's super late. Super late. I was just brushing my teeth. But, you know, I thought I'd listen in for a bit, and then there's the request. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Everyone good? Vibing and thriving. We're surviving. I think it's been three hours now. That's a good one. Solid. Solid. So, not bad. Not bad at all. Coming up. Uh, coming up close. I, I, I don't know how much I've got left in me. We'll see. It's... <laughs> It's my brain is not working. I like I, I'm losing a cylinder per minute at this rate, which means like there aren't many minutes left. <laughs> it's like the spirit is willing, but the body is weak, right? So, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, but hey, it's it, it's been a solid, solid, solid run. So I don't know. I I appreciate y'all. Like I'm. You know we're going to kick it up tomorrow. We're going to kick it up the day after, the freaking day after that. And maybe eventually people will wake up and realize they need to sweep the damn stocks so that they don't have to listen to me, you know, 12 hours a day. Um, and, you know, like, it's going to happen. We're, we're going to freaking manifest that shit one way or the other, though. I'm manifesting it with y'all. And it's been such a pleasure vibing with everyone here. Like, you guys all have the best vibes. And it's, like, amazing. You know, you got, like, Violetta up here. Bright, it was a pleasure meeting you as well. Like, everybody speaking. Kaleo, such a legend. Uh, appreciate everybody in here. Yes, sir. Appreciate you as well, man. I mean, I don't know. A a anybody else have anything else they want to go through? Raj, you got your hand up. What's up? Yeah. So, uh, as I have recently discovered you, I actually know nothing about wonky stonks. So, if you want to give me your 60 second kind of proposal for it, uh, I might buy one when I wake up tomorrow. Yeah, bro. Hey, no roadmap. Um, actually, I, there is a roadmap. So, what I put out on October 19th or October 20th, 2021, like the day after they dropped, the roadmap is we vibe and then we vibe harder. Um, that's always been the roadmap. The utility is the art. Um, you know, like, Hey, I know that meta is more popular now, but it was not super popular back in 2021 whenever we dropped it. But literally, you know, a lot of it, like for me goes back to, I really do think the charts are art. Like when I look at a chart, I just get this visceral feeling of certain moments in time from different trades that I've taken. And like, you know, during those trades, I think to certain moments of my life, 
so I think it's really cool. Like the stonks are fully generative, right? Like, you know, if you think art blocks, like think about chromy squiggles, how they follow random paths. Like it's the exact same type of thing, like with the price action on the stonks where it's a random walk and it's really cool looking at how the price action that's generated from that random walk, you know, a lot of it resembles real price action that you see on, you know, whether it's whatever chart it is, Bitcoin, ETH, Apple, like, you know, Exxon, whatever the heck it is, like you see a lot of the generative price action look like the real shit. And I think that's really cool. So like there's some background things too with it where, you know, some of the traits themselves, like we've got this, there was an algo built in that bucketed and categorized some of that price action as well. So similar, like everything is completely unique. There's no stock that's the exact same, but that price action, there are certain types of price action that are similar, that are bucketed, you know, into certain categories. And there are certain types of price action that are rarer than others. And I think that's incredibly unique as far as being able to filter something out for generative art. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I think it's a perfect bridge between CT and NFT Twitter as well. And, you know, I really do think it's one of those things where the ultimate goal is the meme becomes the reality of, you know, a JPEG of a chart being more desirable than any underlying asset for like any charts themselves down the road. So that's that's kind of the vision. Awesome. Yeah. If, uh, if nobody's told you this yet, uh, you would absolutely kill it on Shark Tank. Um, but you did not mention one thing. And my biggest, my biggest thing is, uh, yeah, I'm buying NFTs, but uh, I also like to invest in people. And you're one of those people that, I mean, I haven't known you for long, but uh, you're one of those people that I can honestly say that you're very, very genuine. You know what you're talking about. Um, and the way you present yourself and speak all these, and I, you, you're just a very educated person, right? And so uh, I'm going to go shopping for some wonky stocks tomorrow morning. Bro, I'll tell you this right now. Like, this isn't even just me. Like, if you go to OpenSea right now, like, the three floor stonks on OpenSea, like, are grails in my opinion. <laughs> like, I don't know how they've sat there as long as they have. Like, not, okay, I'm looking at, like, 7856 1557 1567 bro i just love the aesthetics of those probably 1567 is the best bargain deal out of those like it's got a decently rare price action as well with the mountain range um on it but like i love those wonky gradient kind of the bright vibrant colors myself but like you know hey nothing against the classics i've got a shit ton of classics and i love them too but i i think those are undervalued right now relative to you know what they typically end up going for relative to the floor so those are three solid stonks that i don't know how i think it's just because they all got listed super late at night i was gonna say i don't know how how they've lasted that long where they are but um yeah but no i appreciate you asking man thank you for thank you for dying actually the one last thing too is bro the ultimate dream of ledge art like you know, like whenever I started the stonks, it was with the vision of eventually creating a broader ecosystem of generative art, you know, similar to the art blocks type of, you know, mission, right? But differently in the case that, you know, there's been plenty of opportunity where I could easily introduce more projects. 
But my thing is I've never been in a rush to do anything like that for this until like my whole thing is focus on quality over quantity. And it's like, I feel like you have to prove yourself and build a track record before you can really, you know, there's got to be the demand to be able to start like introducing anything new to an ecosystem. So until it's something that like potentially benefits that ecosystem as a whole is net positive rather than net negative, you should never introduce a project or a collection to an ecosystem to prop up another collection, right? You should only introduce something as a result of the demand for it. So anyway, like, you know, the broader vision is, and eventually down the road to start to add to the collections within a ledger art ecosystem. But, you know, my whole thing is it's like, again, quality over quantity, you got to make what you have great first. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Um, I wrote down uh, 1567, so I'm going to take a look at it when I wake up. But uh, it is 1.30 for me, and I have 14 hours of work to do tomorrow. So I'm going to hop off here. But uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, blessing us with uh, some of your knowledge. And uh, I'm looking forward to your future spaces. Yeah, man, of course. Thanks for thanks for coming up, and thanks for asking. Definitely appreciate it. Hey, for those of you, and, and before you leave, um, I mean, Adisol is usually the one to do it, but you know, Kaleo brought a lot of people together. Uh, he left already. But those of you listening that might not know what the, what, what the wonkies are, you're not just buying into the wonkies; you're buying into the community. You know what I mean? The wonkies united probably the tightest community I ever seen in any any environment that I've been a part of. And if you are part of the wonkies, you're buying into the people. You know what I mean? The, a lot of the names that you see here have been here since day one. And you know what I mean? You won't regret it. Uh, to the point where when we were at the bottom of the wonkies and people were selling for $50, $70, um, that's okay. Like I always say, you need liquidity. You have it. I felt bad for a lot of the people selling down there. You know, because I believe in, in what this would become. You know, so for any of you wondering... You know, these type of spaces right here, you know, I go in and out, <laughs> not here every day, but you buying into the community too. You know, we buy and we buy harder. Yo, I absolutely love that. And, you know, the thing is, it's interesting because like, I, th I thought it was interesting when Eddie came in and he was kind of like, you know, I've, I've never met, uh, you know, your circle of friends before. And it was kind of interesting because like, I don't know, I feel like I've like Kaleo was saying, you know, I, I try to get around everywhere. And this, the vibe that is here with you guys is like, kind of reminds me of when I first got back on, got on space. I get wrong. Oh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So just, I was just going to say like the vibe in this space, like with you guys, so one of those, it's like, uh, it is awkward awesome. silence. Yeah. I think, Ezel, is that you speaking? Yeah, it's probably, uh, I, I, I removed him from speakers. He was rough. <laughs> So, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, so I was just kind of like following up on what he was saying about being bullish on the actual community of the Walkie Socks, just because you guys are like, man, like out of a lot of spaces I've been to, this is like top, top, you know, vibes for sure. So shout out to all y'all. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I mean, hey, that's that's the thing that sets it apart, bro. I'm telling you, that's the thing that's like the intangible about it all. You can't buy 
you know, what we've built over the core, like the foundation of the core community that we've built over the past 15 plus months, right? Like that's not something that if somebody starts a new project, like you can't buy the loyalty, the, you know, the knowledge, the, the friendships, the relationships, all that stuff with it. Like, you know, it's just something that it's an intangible man. And it's, you know, it definitely an X factor that I think sets us apart. DeFi Mike, you got your hand up. Welcome up to the stage. Yeah. Thank you for bringing me up. I just had a question. Uh, what did, I mean, obviously you probably started in stocks first. You trade on leverage though, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I've done, you know, I've done, you name the type of trading. I've done it. Oh, gotcha. Uh, that's lit. You trade crypto on leverage now or more portfolio? Uh, not, not like I used to, man. I'm, I'm not as degen as I used to be. Uh, I used to be pretty damn degenerate, though. Like my, my highest volume month that I ever did by myself was a little over four billion dollars of perfs um, in April of twenty one. And what? So that was, I was, I mean. Bro, I like at that point in time, I was over one percent of FTX's volume by myself. <laughs> um, so, no, I've never, never like gotten close to that again. But like that one month, bro. I mean, I'm just saying when you're talking about extremes, that's that's my my record month. Oh, so you got holy shit? Down. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. bro. I, mean, I got them shut down because they were probably projecting that forward for the next like, you know, 18 months after that and their fee projection. Actually, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I bro, I talked to I, I, I talked to my accountant and like apparently he does GCR's taxes and he's like, bro, you paid more in fees the last year than GCR did. He's like gcr was much more profitable though you didn't tell me any of that you just said you you paid board fees than basically anybody that he's ever seen he's like you probably need to you know focus on being a bit more efficient with this and i was like yeah no shit bro i realized that dude that's fucking legendary holy shit like that's that's like with a b that's incredible bro congratulations man that's so, insane no but i mean hey again i'm i'm nowhere there anymore that's just all all things of the past so yeah. makes a cool makes a cool story all right you know like <laughs> around the campfire <laughs> yeah but anyway so yeah like i don't know any any other questions on that DeFi mike i don't know if that was leading into something no no i was just asking i saw your bio and i just followed you good to meet you yeah, nice meeting you as well, man. But yeah, that's the background. I mean, bro, I, I had like I had some wild. Like honestly, my biggest traction was just. I mean, I, like I I did it several times, right? You know, like in uh, or crypto, bro. The the best month was leading up to that April twenty one. Like I had this one week where bro, the PNL on, on paper, at least, right? Like it was up eight and a half mil in a week. Like I would check the Binance leaderboard every day and FTX didn't have the transparent daily leaderboard, but like versus the Binance leaderboard, I would be either number one or two in the world on PNL like daily, like every single day for a week. It was freaking insane, man. This is before NFTs really took off. So that's why a lot of the NFT Twitter side of things doesn't know about the background for how I came to be 
but it's like, bro, I would at that point in time, I just got this God complex. So I ran, I ran up an account from like a hundred K to, you know, 12 plus mil in like, you know, three weeks. <laughs> and I, I was sharing everything transparently as it happened. Right. So then the issue is you get this God complex because literally it'd be like, it didn't matter what I invested in, what I tweeted about, everything would just go through the freaking moon and, you know, just God, God tier engagement on everything. And it just, you know, like I ended up getting too much of a God complex retraced most of that 12 mil in another month. Um, you know, like, but still ended up above where I was grinded throughout the summer, you know, had uh, another couple decent runs on the, the crypto leverage side of things, but, you know, then hit it big with like the options trading side of it. Um, you know, I, I ran up from like, you know, 50 K like on my options account to about 4.5 mil in about a month and a half. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's wild. And then again, got way too, a little bit too bullish. You know, you get the God complex again. And <laughs> like I had 15,000 QQQ calls, like punted out for March. I had, I had like 12 and a half thousand AMC calls that were like a few weeks out, bro. I literally, you know, I, I was doing enough where I got the LTID tra- trigger, which is like the large trader identification number trigger that you have to register with the U.S. if you do above X amount of shares and equities uh, in equities. So I like I point being, I've done a lot of shit in a bunch of different markets. And, you know, a bunch of it was stupid because then I'd retrace a lot of it. <laughs> But hey, point being, you know, like I, I know how to run shit up and you learn a lot of lessons in the process about, about different markets, about gambling across different markets and about, damn, there are right ways and wrong ways to do things. So I do not like, you know, I'm all about the slow grind more these days. NFTs are fun um, and, you know, that may not be as sexy up front, but. Right. I really do believe just literally any market that I put my head down in for long enough and focus on it. It's like, you know, figure it out. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like it's about the journey now, like not about the destination, I guess. eh? And congratulations on like coming back from the God complex. Like, you know, that's got to be a hell of a drug. Right. So (laughs) I appreciate it, man. But yeah, dude, that's. Some of the background, and you know, hey, again, the NFT Twitter side of things may not know the full story behind Kaleo, but that's at least part of it. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but it's, oh, it's, you, you got to write like the book of Kaleo, you know, and it'll be like the the Greek <laughs> mythology. <laughs> and there's still people here who don't own a wonky song. Sheesh, couldn't be me, man. Oh man, dude, I gotta get one. Like, uh, I I swear I sell a few more of these dog tags and gotta get me one of those puppies. <laughs> okay, we got a couple hands up, couple new speakers. Shekinah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Shekinah, that's stage. my lawyer. Uh, Shekinah, welcome to the oh, stage. She- oh my gosh, what's up? What's up, Mike? Uh, and what's up, Kaleo? No, no, I just saw the room and yeah, I'm up, you know, doing some work. Um, so I was like, yeah, why not? Why not dial in? Yeah, why not? But, um, it's okay. 
I know, I know. No, literally, I'm following you. So when you're in a space, I see you. So you're, you're correct. You know, what's deep by Mike listening to? Um, you usually get into good spaces and, and you know, I want to learn and, and yeah, get some free uh, alpha. Um, but no, I just, I, yeah, I guess my overall, you know, like question, you know, like for you guys, <clears throat> and this is always the broad question, of course, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't think we're in a, I don't think we're in a bull market, but, um, you know, like, but what are your thoughts on, yeah, just, or, or not financial advice, but, and I think I've asked this in other rooms, but just always looking to get other opinions on the, the current trends that you, we have what we're in a recession. It's certainly hitting globally, but then, but yeah, it's certainly hitting like globally on the, um, yeah, just like on our, certainly hitting a global recession. And then we also have crypto kind of moving and then we have just stuff going on around the world. So what are your thoughts on, just on trading like like how are you trading you know when it comes to you know eth or bitcoin what, when are you are you taking profits freaking send it um 30k is a magnet 40k is a magnet send it all um but no i mean i here, here's my deal i i would not in, obviously you know now that i got an, uh, an attorney up on stage uh, like do your own research not financial advice of course um Pero, uh, <laughs> I, I still like personally, I think Bitcoin runs it up to where it fills the gap up to where the Luna liquidation started back, like the pre Luna liquidation levels back in April. Um, so I, I, I think 40K is incredibly reasonable, something similar to like a 2019 um, rally. And, you know, hey, could it could it squeeze a bit higher than that? Sure. But, you know, around that level is what I'm looking for. And, you know whatever it ends up peaking out there, I think after it reaches that 40 K, you know, you get a month or so of di distribution in that range, maybe a little bit longer um, before it starts breaking down and retracing um, fill back into the twenties and, you know, slow grind back um, up until past the next happening. And then no new all time eyes until later in 2024. Like that's, you know, if I were to, lay out a roadmap for what I expect. That's, that's kind of my, my timeline, but you know, who knows? <laughs> so, um, all right. Violetta you, or Violetta. Holy shit. Like, Claire, you were, <laughs> oh, gosh, you got your hand up. Then like, you deserve to slap me over the stage in the face. I'm, I'm sorry. It's so late at night. Sometimes I call myself Violetta too at this point from hearing everybody. But um, I'm going to go to bed because I have to sing early in the morning and it's early in the morning already. So I was wondering if you guys wanted to hear a song before bed while I'm still up. And Yes. I'm gonna oh my God. I would love it. Mystery, relax. Please relax. She's going to send you her ETH wallet as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, please play one. Oh my God. I love your music, VOS. Yes, do it. All right. Sounds good. Loving the space, by the way. I'm glad that I can kind of tune in, you know, late at night and wind down and sing my last song. This one's called Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Dance between the raindrops beneath my red umbrella. 
Suddenly the band stops. They're singing a cappella, and maybe for a moment you don't cross my mind. I've tried to kick the habit at least a thousand times. If you ask me, do I miss you? Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Did I shiver when I kissed you? Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Mm. Cafe on the corner, I sip a rum and cola. I'm loving happy hour here in Barcelona. And maybe for a moment you might cross my mind. Another rum and cola to love we leave behind. If you ask me, do I miss you? Rarely, sometimes, always. Did I shiver when I kissed you? Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Never, rarely, sometimes, and never, rarely, sometimes, sometimes, always. When I'm with someone else, I always think of you. I almost screamed your name at least a time or two. I think I'm still in love, but I can't help myself. I'll take it to my grave. No way, I'll never tell. If you ask me, do I? Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Did I shiver when I kissed you? Never, rarely, sometimes, always. Do I wanna be around you? Do I ever dream about you? Am I better? Sometimes, always. Never really. Sometimes, and never really. Sometimes, sometimes, always. Never really. Sometimes, and never really. Sometimes, sometimes, always. Oh my God, that was beautiful, Violetta. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go. Freaking killed it again. Got goosebumps. Love it. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for hosting, for the knowledge, and 
you know, I'm just a musician who dove into Web3 a year ago. So it's because of spaces like this one that I get to learn how to, you know, make NFTs and buy NFTs and innovate in my field, music. So appreciate you guys. The least I can do is bring a song. Yo, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, check out Violetta's stuff too, Moonshot. And the uh, I mean, she's got her open sea leagues. Check it out. Uh, Friday Avian, you've got your hand up. What's going on? Hey, I wanted to comment on something you mentioned earlier. You mentioned like all your run ups and leverage trading. Leverage trading is super, super fascinating. It has all like these hero stories. But one thing that really fascinates me about NFTs is the chance to like literally, well, not make it, but to like make pretty large gain from nothing, like purely nothing. Going throughout the year, like there have been so many opportunities in the space. I had this one Indian guy, he was like a leverage trader. He was 19 and he like, well, he kind of, he was like doing super well went from like a couple K to over hundred K and then he tried to like short the recovery, which well left him at literally zero. And he was like super depressed and he was like, well, I have no capital left. I'm used to like trading and I'm like still a student. So what, what I'm supposed to do? And I was like, well, I mean, you have like not much money to put at risk, but like go look at NFTs. And like that time it was, it was like the, the second leg of the bull market when the metaverse stuff went insane. And, I remember I, I gave him like I gave him like half an ease just for like living costs, but so I was like, like fine giving him like some like small entries. And I told him like have like have a look at the Neo Tokyo Mint, which was a free mint, and buy a Chubbicon. And these were like all like dust plays. Chubbicons were 0.07. Neo Tokyo was was literally free, and yeah, he made it back up to like 6k on like uh, six figures on like a couple of NFT trades and it's so amazing. Like even like the summer in the in the bear they have been castaways rafted like zero. They have been they have been Digitigak was actually a free mint and now it's like all the big thing and it keeps coming up if you just like keep a pulse on, on this market and actually like not even the market actually the space and keep an eye out for new opportunities. Even if you're a kid or if you're super young, if you don't want to put any capital at risk, there's so many opportunities to get started in NFTs with, I don't know, $200 for a gas. That's literally all you need. And yes, it's hard. And most people maybe like miss the stuff. And if you get started, it's hard to catch all these things. That's the amazing thing I found about NFTs, but it feels much more how crypto felt when I was, even like 2014 was kind of already later. And it's literally how um, crypto fell 2012, 2013 was before I entered when I was watching it. It's like crazy opportunities when Pass entered and started with like money he got for his birthday was like not even like 18 and like traded up to like a nine figure portfolio now, whatever it is. And these like crazy opportunities that comes while the, while the space is still super early. Like for, for crypto, it's yes, there are like the hero runs on like Shiba for people who bought like 100 bucks in Shiba. But still, like, if you have, like, limited money putting even, like, 500 bucks in Shiba and sitting on it, you, like, most likely won't, like, cash out at a million. You probably look at, like, 1K and, like, cash it out. But for NFTs, some of the moves are, like, so rapid. Like, if you if you look at, like, the Chubbicon thing or Neo Tokyo, it straight up went from, like, free mint to, to I don't know, like, 50 ETH or so in a couple of weeks. So, like, Digi Daigaku went to... 
20 ETH in like less than a month. Like all these like super quick plays where you can start out from zero. It's super, super fascinating. It's one one crazy good way to get started in the space when you're when you're like still super broke or you don't have much capital we can risk or if you're living in a third world country where well like hundred one uh, k is already like a lot of money it's super fascinating i think yeah man uh, i mean it's those stories and that opportunity that's one of the 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 most attractive things about this space to a lot of people and you know as far as talking about the potential to go parabolic in terms of retail in this space, I mean, it's easily something that, you know, a lot of people I think resonate with as far as the digital collectible side of it. And it just makes sense. Um, so AJ, you got your hand up. I think one of the first times you've been up on this stage, welcome up. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, yes, this is the first time I've seen you around, but I don't think I've ever talked to you before. So it is nice to meet you. Um, nice to be here. I see DeFi here. Okay, so I was looking at your wonky stonks, right? Okay, so uh, they pumped today. Um, I'm just I don't know much about it. Um, but the art is interesting. It's the chart. I, I don't know much about it. Can you um kind of give me a like a thirty second like lowdown on what what it's about, if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, I'll. I'll try to make it faster for every, everybody that just heard it a minute ago, but I'm happy to go through it again, bro. Basically, sorry, man. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I love, I, I love talking about it. I just, you know, I don't, uh, I'll try to keep it interesting and short for everyone else that's heard it just a bit ago. So it's basically just like the charts are the art, right? Like there's no roadmap. Actually, the roadmap is we vibe and then we vibe harder. Um, the utilities, the art, like, and I know that meta is starting to get more popular now, but dude, at the time that I released this as a free mint back in October of 21, like that was not popular. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, we've been around for 15 plus months, been grinding throughout the bear market, showing up every single week. Um, and I, I, I really do believe in it, man. When you're talking about something that has the potential to bridge the gap between you know, crypto Twitter and NFT Twitter, I think charts as are really resonate with people, right? Like when I look at a chart, you know, I, I really do think to certain points of my life of like, man, this is, this reminds me of whatever price action that I experienced here. And this is what I was going through at that moment of my life. And these are all completely generative works, right? Like, you know, so think art blocks type generation, same type of thing following a random path um with this you know it's not generative like a pfp project where you've got a lot of pre-drawn stuff that's randomly put together you know it was all done via the algo um so yeah man i mean the overall vision is basically i believe there are 8736 people in this world at a minimum that resonate with that vision of arts being you know of charts being art and that eventually, you know, hey, like, ideally, I'd like to turn ledge art into something more, you know, bring more collections to it. But my focus has always been building something quality before adding any type of quantity, right? Like, you know, you should never do that. I mean, hey, it's been 15 plus months, right? Haven't done anything yet. Not because there hasn't been the opportunity to, but right, like, I never believe that you should add something to pump an initial collection, right? It should only happen organically whenever the time is right for that. So like, 
you know, hey, my my dream and my vision is I, I think we've got like an incredible community that's been around throughout this entire base period that like you can't put a, you know, a price tag on that value, that intangible is an X factor that I think will set us apart whenever everything's said and done. And, you know, there's a reason why we're back to the ETH all time highs right now. We're right beneath it. And like, I think there's a reason why we've continued to maintain that these past few weeks where a lot of other projects have started to fall off. Like I, I made the commitment where I'm going to show up and do these spaces every freaking damn day that I have to until enough people find out about the stonks and see the vision that we break through that all time high. So I made that commitment a few weeks ago, bro. And like, I'm, I'm going to freaking keep doing it every day until then. I don't give a shit. Like I'm, I'm stubborn. So well, I start, I but it. I don't stop it. I love that. Um, so I, I initially came around um, Web3 first through crypto and then um, then NFTs. And then when I got into the NFT space, I realized a lot of people don't really understand crypto. A lot of them don't in NFTs. So I went back to my NFT friends, excuse me, my crypto friends that I met before NFTs. I said, guys, got to come. First off, NFTs are cool. There's art and there's a lot behind it. Secondly, they need to hear some crypto people talk. So I would and organize these spaces with crypto people slash NFT people. And it was pretty cool. That's kind of how I started on Twitter spaces. And then, um, so, so when I see this, I'm, I'm not thinking like, I know what kind of what sells like right now, cute is selling, you know, I have a sappy seal. Your co-host has a pudgy penguin. We love them, you know, uh, DeFi has got an ugly ape, but like we're all here and we're uh, enjoying the art, but I mean, it's still on the blockchain still, crypto and so it's kind of cool seeing um you're kind of like a bridge there and i'm pretty sure there'll be people that would appreciate what you're doing so um my first time seeing it just trying to get a feel first and and yeah cool man nice to meet you yo i appreciate that man love the seals also so love love bridging that gap slowly but surely man i'm telling you like you know one of the other things is bro like (laughs) who had you know if you look at the unique distribution for the stonks it's like just shy of 50 percent as of recently it's 49 percent now we need to get that back up but like who has a 49 percent unique distribution that's been around for 15 months at this floor price like that's out there I, i think it speaks to the strength of the community and the overall mechanics of i'm telling you like it is it's different. It like, it is unique from the way that it started. And like, it's, I don't know. Again, like was, you don't see that. That was one of the first things I noticed when I was looking at the um, open sea and I do see it um, moving a lot right now. And that is pretty cool, man. 49% is rare. Like projects wish to have that number 50%, you know, and uh, 15 months. I mean, you could have easily, I mean, most projects by then would have a V2, V3, V4, <laughs> V whatever, you know? <laughs> I mean, how many Vs you probably could have pulled out uh, out of your pocket, and it looks like you didn't. So um, you're doing something. I can see that. I'm just, uh, I'm, just, I'm just peeping right now. But that's really cool, man. It's really good stuff, man. Yeah, I appreciate you asking, man. And hey, with that, um, you know, unfortunately, it's been it's been three and a half hours of solid, solid fun. 
Um, but I probably do need to get a little bit of sleep. Um, I don't know how my brain's been operating on E for this long, but I appreciate y'all for, you know, tuning in and being patient with me throughout it. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow one way or the other. Hey, well, I really appreciate you uh, having me up here to speak. And it's been a pleasure hanging out with all the uh, speakers and the listeners. You're all legends. Love y'all. Yes, sir. All right. Y'all take it easy. Till next time. Hey, and I'm going to get that roadcaster work and solve cool closeout music one of these days. I should have ended after Violetta came up, but, <laughs> you know, like, is what it is. You live and you learn. You know, we'll get them next time, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Take it easy.